Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. This is Danny Rocket with a brief message asking you to become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash sunranto. Why? Well, uh, you get the show early and completely ad-free. You see the version you're about to listen to. It's going to be chock-full of ads for Bet Online and for a CBD company. And uh, eBay is going to be coming up soon, too, so it's going to have more ads than ever. Um, and it's a waste of your time. So why don't you just go for as little as a dollar a month, go to patreon.com slash sunranto, and you sign up and you get your own RSS feed and you can post it into any podcatcher and get the Sunranto show in your ears completely as God intended, uh, ad-free and on time. So, uh, yeah, so just do it. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Uh, baseball season's about to begin. I don't want you listening to advertisements. You have better things to do. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Listen to the vibrato. Uh, welcome, yeah. to the, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. God, I learned that, that was... with my shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Sun Ranto Show, uh, brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters. There are 69 of you. No, just kidding. There are actually 96. Right now, we have 96 Patreon supporters. Which brought... is just a 69 where people don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and also, Crawley's holding it right there. Uh, Crawley's performance brought to you by Club 400 Beer. <laughs> Ready for all nine innings. Ready for all nine innings. And uh, so welcome. This is going to be the last show before we have actual baseball games that are going to be played. And uh, it today is a very special Sunranto show, I have to say, because we're recording on a very special night. Because as of today, this was put up put up by Ranter Kevin Ashworth. That today we are actually sixty nine days away from four twenty. Today, today, so nice. very nice, very, very nice. nice. And uh, so, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, in the house we have. Uh, hey, hi, Cotton. Hi, Cotton. In the house, how, how you doing down there in Ho Ho Cam Park? God, I you know I am I am so not high since I've been in Iowa. It's been a very 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 long time. So. I need to get out there to Chicago some one of these days and 
and pick me up a little bit of stuff. Hit it, hit, hit the old dispense, hit yeah. the old dispensary, get get a couple eddies. And, uh, of course, uh, well, I'll, I'll play it just because for old time's sake, we have creepy crawling, hiding under rocks and living in a tree. But also, you've got a new, you, you've today, Andrew Bellison has provided you with a, with new entrance music. Uh, Get, show everybody what you got here. This yeah, we'll talk about it in a little bit about it, but I do have to show you here. This is pretty damn cool. The Cubs were doing something for the unconventional uh, name pending lawsuits and all that stuff, but here's how it goes. Number 16, center fielder, Crowley. <laughs> I like how he goes, Crowley. Like, he, he put like 14 syllables in your name somehow. It was pretty well, because he was expecting to have two names. You know what I mean? Like, when you're announcing people, they don't just announce Rizzo. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, it's Anthony Rizzo. You know, he's expecting all of these syllables. So he's like, Crowley. <laughs> well, he, he did better than Kaplan did. Remember when Kaplan thought his name was Crawley the Cub and he got it mixed up with Clark? <laughs> <laughs> that was classic. So, well, congratulations. I actually sent uh, Andrew Bellison also my name, but he, he I guess he didn't think I was, uh, he, I was PA worthy. Um, and, but he'll never make it, though, if he can't do uh, single name people. He'll never make it in showbiz because, the, you know. The trouble, too, Dan. Prince, like, come on. The trouble, too, is is that, like, it came out that Andrew Bellison was going to be doing that today, and, and once that happened, it absolutely blew up. So there was thousands and thousands of people trying to get their names read. And and Crawley's a season ticket holder. So, uh, you know, they, they, they just kind of, they checked the notebook and they're like, oh yeah, we've taken him for about $50,000. So I guess we could do <laughs> Crawley today. I guess we could say his name. Why not? <laughs> um, yeah. Crawley, the, the Crawley, the pantsless cub, um, Crawley, the pantsless podcaster. We actually don't even know. If you're recording this with pants, we only no. know you have a hat, shirt, and headphones on. Um, I also want to say that we are one week away from Ryan Dempster joining us on the Sunranto show, uh, which I'm really excited about. And uh, yeah. we have a nice conversation with him. A very funny guy, a lot of great, great personality, um, amazing Harry Carey impression. Just incredible. I can't wait to hear it. I know Crawley's going to ask him all about it. Um, um, Ryan is is honestly a really cool guy, really nice guy, and super excited to have him on and that he took the time to kind of come on here. So uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, if, I mean, this is one you really want to put in your calendar for next week, Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Yeah. You know, and if we're, if we're rolling along this schedule every Wednesday, the following Wednesday after that is my birthday. Oh yeah, we will be podcasting on my birthday, and uh, I may be crying. I may be <laughs> crying through, through the whole the whole show. How how old are you turning? Thirty nine again? Yes, twenty nine, Danny. Oh yeah, have you, yeah. Have you seen me without a shirt? Twenty nine. <laughs> oh wait, eighty nine without a shirt. Yeah. So I and but we do have a guest this week too. I kind of is a last minute guest. We were texting uh, earlier today, uh, me and uh, Matt Cameron, who's uh, really the, I think, the court artist of the Sun Ranzo show, I, I would say. There he, there he is drawing on the infamous, uh, is that your cooler, Crawley? Oh, yeah. That's been to over 20 Cubs conventions. 
Um, Matt, Matt's just such a great guy. I got to know him, uh, you know, kind of a little bit at uh, John Baker Day, the first John Baker Day. And then I just started realizing him. he was always with me in line at Cubs convention. So every year he kind of adds a little bit to the cooler. You know, so, he needs he needs a, an opening song as well. Like, you know, like Harold's Purple Crayon? No. <laughs> you don't remember that? Well, then it's lost on you. But, you know, everybody out there knows Harold's Purple Crayon. Just like think of that, like him drawing stuff as he's walking along. You know what though, Michael? I, I had a I have a TFC that involves Billy Madison and went over Michael uh, Danny's head as well. So yeah, don't feel bad. I, <laughs> I, I only I only pay attention to stuff that I'm physically involved in, and uh, other than that, like I really have no interest in other people's work. Um, so except for this guy, and it, his name is Matt Kammer. We're gonna bring him on the show. Matt's gonna give us a sneak peek into what he's working on now, and I'm really excited to have him on. Matt, our friend Kammerer. Hey, hey welcome. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Um, first of all, congratulations on the new house. Thank I know, you, I know, you just left. You're you're living in a new neighborhood, and yep. you had a pretty interesting day the <laughs> other day. I thought we'd just start here, just break the ice with this. I saw your Facebook post, and I'll just read this real quick. What a weird day! All I wanted to do was ride my motorcycle, and then. I ended up doing CPR on my neighbor, who I never met, who was obviously already dead. His wife was standing next to me, begging me to help him, but I did it for her and not for him because he knew he was dead. The other neighbor across the street informs me that she was super concerned when we moved in because she had no idea what my Cubs W flag meant, and she assumed it was a white supremacist flag until she researched it. And uh, this is what living around 70-year-old people is like. So uh, you've had quite an exciting... (laughs) 70-year-old people in St. Louis, right? You're still down there. Is that correct? Yeah, so that's why they don't know what the W flag is. Yeah, unfortunately, the guy that died was a Cubs fan. Uh, Yeah. Lost another one. Well, that's really sad that he died. I mean, I guess he was an older guy. Yeah, 89. So you moved into a retirement community is what you're telling us. I literally did. When I moved in, before I moved in, you know, heavily tattooed, long hair, drive motorcycles. uh, I went and introduced myself to every neighbor I could so that they didn't think I was trying to sabotage their property values. Well, (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what you can do in a neighborhood like that. Get in the will, baby. Get in the will. I'm I'm pumping on the guy doing CPR. And is it bad that, you know, I see dollar signs rolling in my eyes? Because I'm like, younger people moving in, younger people moving in. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you still got to deal with his wife for a while? Yeah. You know, Um, since we're talking about old people here, real quick question. Is it hard to tattoo old people's skin? Because, like, you know, my grandma has that, like, really soft, like, feathery skin and i it's feel like, like tattoo you tattooed... tissue paper yeah it's Is it uh, hard yeah it's super difficult and uh there's it's called a blowout but uh <laughs> it's literally you go too deep and this the ink just blows out because their skin is unstable i tattooed a person probably five six years ago they were so old and their skin was so bad i could see the the flakes of skin moving and uh, when they came back and it was healed, I uh, the the side of their arm that I did not tattoo uh, had ink that had moved over to that side of the arm. 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh, this is what I have to look forward to, Danny. This is this is my in two weeks. My okay. skin's gonna do that. Just don't do it. It hurts. <laughs> so uh so I wanted to have you on the show because I, I you've had a really exciting last I guess year when yeah. you, and you're really starting to get recognized by Major League Baseball they they uh, reached out to you I I know Alec Mills's reps they reached out to you and wanted you to to do a piece uh for for Alec commemorating his no-hitter from last year which yep. uh, so uh, I was wondering if you could well, show I us don't forget Ian Happ. And Ian Happ too, and Ian Happ reached out to you. Had you do something for uh, what was that for? Uh, well, there's Ernie Banks. We you're putting up the picture of Ernie Banks right now. But I wanted I wanted Matt to show us some of his new stuff that he's working on now, if that's possible. I'm trying uh, to figure out how I flip this camera real quick. Let's see. Uh, no, you you fit right in there out out there in that uh, in Old Peoplesville. If you can't. Oh, there we go. I see it now. There it is. So, so there's there's Alec Mills, and uh, now that you've made progress on that since the last time I I saw it when you posted it, and it's basically I'll describe this to the podcast listeners is Alec Mills with his uh, looking like the uh, in Major League with Wild Thing and those glasses. You know, he's got those those kind of uh, dark glass those dark glasses, and it's over a map of Chicago. And uh, you were saying the glove was particularly hard to do. Why? Yeah. Why is that? He's because got a black glove that he's holding. Stitching. There's lots of stitches in it. Yeah, it's black, and there's stitches. So uh, the stitches are like a white. So if you fill in too much, there's no place to put a white stitch. So uh, you got to be super careful. Uh, I, yeah. I got to tell you, Matt, I really like that because um, you know that I've. Uh, purchased numerous of your uh, uh, city map ones. I got Eddie Vetter, I got uh, Ernie Banks, I got Ron Santo. But the difference I see with the Alec Mills is you got the Chicago skyline in that too. Was that your idea or did uh, Alex people suggest that? So I, I buy my maps from a guy from a company. You know, I'm supporting another small business uh, when I do it. And uh, I just happened to log on and it was the first time I'd seen him offer this map. And the, the skyline was already there. So uh, it was a cool map. I bought it. I wanted to buy more than one, but apparently the one that I bought was the only one he had. So wow. uh, hopefully he restocks them in the future. Um, I don't know. Uh, but Well, that's great. And it, and it makes that, you know, that print is going to be more of a, of a one-of-a-kind thing, right? Because yeah, there are I mean, no others. The one I, like the one I did for Ian Happ, I only did for Ian Happ. Uh, I didn't make prints of that, um, and it was – I think I'm going to do the same with this one. I'm not sure. Um, his uh, his player rep from his agency reached out to me and asked me to do it. Um, they want to surprise him at spring training with it. Um, so, so Whoops, because you know he watches the show. Yeah, I'm so sure. Now he, now he knows it's coming. Uh, so they wanted to surprise him at spring training with it, and uh, – we're going to uh, get this off to them so that they could send it out, you know, and they said, we will make sure that uh, it is represented on social media appropriately. So that's uh, that that answers Jeff Burch's question. He writes in how much for the mills one, Matt, not for sale. (laughs) Not yet. You'll have to contact Alec to find out how much he's willing to, 
part with it. Yeah. I might talk to his player rep, see if they're okay with me doing some prints of it first. It's uh, I always get scared when, you know, people like that reach out to me uh, because that means I'm known and uh, being known is a good thing and a bad thing when you're uh, taking people's licensing and uh, using it. So, and their likeness. So yeah. MLB uh, I've learned is very strict about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, and I, I've learned that there's some ways around it, but it's, uh, uh, it's all about how limited you make things. Cause, uh, if you're just a, uh, a, a little, uh, a little chink in their armor, they're not so worried about you as unless, you know, you're taking a, a huge portion of money from them. Or unless you're Crawley trying to sell a t-shirt, they yeah. really don't like when he does that. Oh man. But uh, but you have some new idea that uh, you told me about a while ago, and you said, and I didn't couldn't really picture it when you said that uh, you said I need a bunch of common cards, mm-hmm. and I want to get common cards of each player, and then draw on top of the baseball cards, or paint on top of the baseball. Are you painting or drawing on them? I'll draw on it. So it's not it, it's not the the paper's not suitable for paint. It would uh it would rip right up. So. Uh, yeah, I, uh, first off, I asked for common cards because I'm cheap. And if people were going to charge me, I definitely wasn't going to be buying, you know, higher end cards, um, parallels and autographs or relics. And then I wouldn't be drawing on top of those either. You know? Uh, yeah. I, I want all, uh, Ryan Sandberg rookie cards. And then yeah. I want you to draw all over them. Yeah. <laughs> Mustaches uh, on his face. So, <laughs> There was a couple of uh, pretty generous guys, you know, um, they uh, they reached out and told me that they could send me whatever I needed. Um, IV icons on Twitter. Um, I'm not sure his Twitter handle, but his name's uh There he is right there. Right here. There he is. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's tuning in right now. He says, yeah. I'm ready to hear more about this. And, yeah, uh, he, tell me more about me. So... Uh, <laughs> And there's a gentleman named Orlando. He's uh, a Nico Horner uh, super collector that sent me quite a few cards. Um, and uh, a couple other people, um, they sent me, you know, smaller amounts of cards. But I was overwhelmed with the amount of cards I actually received. I'm sitting here, you know, like, man, I got stacks of all these individual players. So I used what I needed, and then I'm going to what, – what I didn't need – um, I'm going to send back out, um, to, uh, to kids that, you know, collect Cubs stuff. So everybody who had just like cards laid around, they're like, Oh my God, I can get rid of these. And they sent them to you. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> there was a, uh, like, I'll, I'll show you right here. I yeah. Can this. you show us? I was going to say, can you show us uh, what you're working on? Cause this is the, the new one. And it's Anthony Rizzo, I believe. It is. I'll show you. Here's, here's the stack of extra Rizzo cards that I didn't use. Let's wow, see. Nice. Yeah. So there's a kid named Lucky um, who somebody uh, tagged his mother, I believe, in one of my posts that. Oh, I think we're. My, uh, my, I think up on us. Yeah, Matt, Matt froze up on us a little Cubs bit. It's, cards in the it's, near future. So I'm going to send those to him. Okay, send it. Send in the cards to Lucky. That's cool. Yep. Uh, but here, I had to pull out the uh, what I did. So I took all the cards and I posted them 
on a 16 by 20 can canvas and glued them there. So you could see that. And then I took it to my printer and I had them make me a canvas that I can draw on top of. So it is all those cards. Oh, wow. Done lighter so that I can draw on top of it. So now my second series of art is going to be drawing on top of baseball cards. So um, I've been doing the map thing for a while. And uh, I think I've spoke to this about this with you guys before. There was a gentleman um, that started doing it as well after he saw what I did. And, uh, you know, kind of irked me a little bit, but I'm over it at this point. Uh, Imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, for sure, right? For sure. And, uh, you know, I, uh, on, on to the next thing. I'm going to keep doing the maps, but I'm going to start doing, uh, doing this as well. So Rizzo is going to be first. I think, uh, Javi will be after that. Um, I haven't done a Bryant yet at all, but I'm, it's so hard to convince me to do Bryant right now because I have no idea if he's going to be traded or not. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by eBay Sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of your sneakers that you purchase before they're sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing that your pair is the real deal. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With other sites, they take as much as 25%. Uh, you know, you're going to have a lot of extra money left in your pocket for, wait for it, more sneakers. So check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. And uh, check this out. They're running a contest right now. And uh, if you buy sneakers on ebay.com slash sneakers and you send me a receipt, you'll be entered to win one of four awesome pairs of uh, really incredible uh, sneakers. So uh, look for that. I'm going to post it up on the Sun Ranto Ranchers page and uh, up on Twitter, too. So just check my feed. It'll be the sneaker ad. So, um, all right. You guys rock. Buy some sneakers. eBay is your place. Uh, oh, the Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Okay, now uh, Bet Online, it is the fastest, it is the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Now, football, it's over. NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they're in full swing. You know that Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They got real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And uh, Bet Online has you covered for all the news and scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. Plus, it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show, which you're about to listen to again right now. And, uh, 
I did it's a, a lot of work, right? Yeah. For him to just be gone. Yeah. I did I did a Dexter Fowler. Danny knows. I did a Dexter Fowler and the next week he was gone. I finished that Kyle Schwarber map uh for uh for a Club four hundred charity event. Um they uh Kyle was supposed to be signing it. Before Kyle could sign it, Kyle was gone. Uh so uh, Why didn't you ever do a Daniel Descalso one for us? After all? <laughs> yeah, he he hung around forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can, <laughs> if you would have done Daniel Descalso, they would have DFA'd him a long time ago. Instead, we're worse. stuck with him on the the twenty eight man roster for two years. Yeah. He, he here's an idea for your Daniel Descalso series. It's uh, do it. Your make your canvas out of the X ray pictures of his ankle. yeah yeah maybe i'll do uh if it works uh the other way around i'll do an arenado on st louis hopefully something will happen there there you go yeah well i i think it's super cool man and as far as sports art goes there's uh you know a lot of it can be very I don't know, just kind of commercial and not very artistic, uh, very artistically. I don't know what's the exact word. Artistically artistic. (laughs) That's not the right way to put it, but it doesn't have a lot of personal style on it. It's usually just very representational, almost like portrait portraiture, which is cool and everything. It's like, hey, it looks like the guy. But like what I like, what you do is you add another element. Of, of different materials, the maps, the baseball cards, something like that. And plus, like, it's got this, this little bit of flash to it, you know, just kind of because you're a tattoo artist, which we should tell everybody you do tattoos down in St. Louis. Um, is that where it is exactly, in, in St. Louis, the it's parlor? Uh, right outside St. Louis, St. Charles, Missouri. Um, it's like 20 minutes outside the city. It's uh, It's safe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's the safe part of St. Louis, which is you, you've, yeah. you've been there for like three days, and and somebody already died next door, and the person across the street thinks your wife's premises. I don't know how safe it is, really. Yeah. Well, you're not selling me. I, I, I work 45 minutes from where I live, so ah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, well, cool. Well, cool, man. And now, how can people find you? I know you were saying you were going to take your Etsy store down. Yeah. So today's the last day for my Etsy store. Honestly, I, I, this is where I wanted. It to sounds be. lame, but I just got a little bit overwhelmed. Um, I uh, I sell a lot of art, and I'm trying to do art, and I tattoo full time. And when I'm at work, I'm tattooing nonstop. So, like, then my days off, I'm raising my kids, and like, I don't have time to package all this art, go to the post office, so on and so forth. So I, I haven't been able to focus on new projects. So I'm taking the Etsy store down, uh, small hiatus, you know, I'm not getting rid of it. Um, but I need to get this Alec Mills done. Uh, I want to start working on this Anthony Rizzo. Um, I know that we got a big, uh, Buck O'Neill day coming up. Uh, I want to get that done. Uh, I want to do a couple other things that are going to be, uh, benefiting the lost boys. Uh, so, uh, I just don't have time. Plus, uh, I've, uh, I've been uh, reaching out to people about creating me my own website because things have got a little, uh, 
out of hand as far as like who who's been reaching out to me um and who i'm doing art for you know it started with ian Happ. now i'm doing alec mills uh you know, my art's been in the hands of Pedro Strope, Javier Baez, Wilson Contreras, John Baker. Uh, you know, all these guys have signed my art, seen my art. Uh, now I'm doing, uh, uh, I'm also going to be doing a Brian Hayes, the uh, rookie for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, I have, uh, after the draft, uh, the NFL draft in April, I'm doing a uh, Travis Etienne Jr., uh, the running black running back from uh, Clemson uh, for uh, whatever city he goes to. So uh, it's it's time. I'm tired of Etsy taking a portion of every sale I make, and uh, they, uh, they you know it's it's dollars here and dollars there, but they're my dollars. I work too hard for them. Yeah, and and that's the thing is that you've been working hard for a long time, and you know they say it takes ten years to make an overnight sensation. You know if you. If you look behind me right now, it you know at, at my wall, you can see the Wilson Contreras. That's the original. There's the Javi uh, uh, up here. I got my personal one done that Matt you did me on a map, which I'm yep. pointing to right here. Right below me is Dick Bump with Rossi and Jay Hay, which is one of my favorites. And uh, you know, and and if I if I move my head. You see the you go, we go, and it says you go to the dead birds. We go and win another World Series. That didn't happen. And then over here, we got the John Baker one. So, like, you've been doing this since, like, 2014, 2015 as far as, like, I mean, wasn't that John Baker one for the first John Baker day? So that's, like, five years ago. And, uh, you know, so – but lately it's took five years for – you know, now that now you got players talking to you all the time, and it's just so no. awesome, dude. It, it was about so finding cool. my niche. You know, when I was, uh, my parents moved me from Omaha, Nebraska, to a suburb of Omaha uh, after the sixth grade because the art teacher was a professional sports portrait artist, and uh, they wanted me to learn from her. So sitting in class, you know, she'd have to take breaks because uh, she'd get calls from athletes about doing things. Um, she did, uh, she did something for Frank Thomas. I remember she took that phone call in class. She had to take a, a phone call. She was going to Dallas to meet with uh, Troy Aikman, Deion Sanders, Michael Irvin, and Emmett Smith about something she was doing. Uh, she uh, did, uh, if you guys remember, Eric Crouch, the Nebraska quarterback who won the Heisman. She did his, uh, she did his Heisman portrait that's hanging in the Heisman Hall. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, so... Uh, she, uh, she was a huge influence to me and I've been doing art for that long. She drew me a Ryan Sandberg, um, like personally for me, signed to me when I was, uh, in, in a freshman in high school. Um, and since that point I've known, you know, I want to do sports art. It's what I enjoy drawing on my own. So it's really hard, you know, how do you do this before the invention of social media? That's when I started doing this stuff. Like, how do you push yourself? Um, I don't got thousands of dollars. I don't got an entire crew of marketing people behind me. It's just me sitting in a room, you know, avoiding my children drawing all day long. So, uh, (laughs) so how how do I, uh, you know, how do I make a name for myself? And uh, I think COVID is what really did it. When uh, everybody was sitting at home, staring, you, staring at, staring you've at their been waiting internet. for a pandemic. 
Yep. It's, uh, it, 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 sometimes it just takes a pandemic. It really does. They are. Never, they, never, they, never waste a, an emergency, right, Danny? They sat there, there and they stared at their Twitter feeds, and I just kept drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing. And uh, I had so many messages. I, I had to sh- I've, I've had to shut down commissions multiple times. Um, I mean, for for every piece I put out, there was you know, 10 more people that contacted me and, you know, determined that my prices were too much or whatever, but you know, my prices are my prices. Um, you know, well, and, and, and I think your prices are great. I was just, I know you're shutting down your Etsy store, but is it okay if I, if I post the link that you could still yeah, maybe yeah, sell? Sure. Okay, cool. Sure. Well, then I'm, I'm, I'm dropping a link. I'm, I'm dropping a link right now. Uh, in in the chat here for everybody that uh, you, you heard it here first. It's going away. Uh, I see that er, Ernie Banks the, that map poster. It's going for fifty bucks. The Ian Haps for thirty five. The Javi map is up there. And then yeah. there's some other ones from uh, you know from uh, different sports and stuff. There's a Sandberg. There's a Schwarber. Zobris. There's all sorts of great stuff there. So and this amazing Ernie Banks that Crawley's putting up there, I I I'm gonna have to pick that up too. I have I have that, not uh, yet purchased that. That Ernie Banks that's posted is uh, the that's the only one that's up there right now. I, I removed the other edition down. Um, all profits from that um, are going to the Lost Boys, and it is uh, limited to fifty. Signed in red, signed in and hand signed and numbered in red uh, to to denote the, the addition. Um, and I, I tell you guys what, we'll, uh, we'll leave that Etsy store up a couple more days since this is just going out tonight so that it'll give people a chance to, uh, to purchase, uh, that art because we want to help Levante and those kids out as much as possible. So, um, I know they really want to get those kids down to the, see the Negro league museum in Kansas city. And, uh, I'd love to help them out as much as possible with that. That's awesome, dude, and and I just love your art so much. I, you know, you're a great friend. We've known each other a long time. I've just, I really appreciate all you've done for uh, Sunranto Show and like all the art that you made for us. And uh, I'm I'm just so happy to to have you on. And so uh, we're having a, a a couple of sound technical difficulties. I know people have, uh, have have said some stuff. So and I think I don't know why there's crackling. Come, I think it's coming through you, Matt. So we'll we'll let yeah. you go if that's if that's okay. cool. I, we have yeah, some kind of. But um, it, we have uh, but please visit the Etsy store. I posted in the link, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Cameron, the the uh, the the court artist of the Sunranto show. And uh, we'll catch up with you again really soon when you get more stuff done, yeah, and um, when sure. that when that Rizzo has more uh, more of a, of a of a Rizzo on it. Yeah, it'll be soon. <laughs> it'll be soon. That's uh, that's the goal. I started I started I started Alec Mills yesterday, so um, I'm I'm moving right through it. I didn't get to take the motorcycle out, so I drew all day. Nah. Right on. Well, at least your neighbor didn't die today. Yeah. Yeah, you, you at least had a better day than you did yesterday. So, uh, well, good My good luck with you. His not so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. He might be doing better than all of us, really, if you think right, about that's it. True. <laughs> all right, thanks for coming on, Matt. And uh, everybody, please check out his Etsy store. And uh, we'll, we're looking forward to seeing more from you. And we're looking forward to seeing you up here at Wrigley Field this summer. Yeah, for sure. I uh, Open invitation, guys. Uh this house is 3,200 square feet. 
and uh, we got a lot of beds and a lot of room. So uh, anytime the Cubbies are in town, you guys need a place to stay, hang out, party. We uh, my my doors are open for you guys. Awesome, man. Thank wow, you. And it's you. and it's safe. Nice. And it's yeah. safe there, unlike the rest of St. Louis, <laughs> which is boring and deadly. <laughs> for sure. All right. Thanks, brother. Great to see you, man. Yep. Love you guys. Yeah, thanks, man. Love you. Bye. 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 Dude, yes. Yeah, uh, sorry about that technical difficulty with the uh, with. I don't know what was happening. Sometimes that happens with uh, with uh, Streamyard. That uh, I don't know why, but um, uh, but we, we were getting a little snap, crackle, pop. I know that uh, some people were writing in in the chat, being like, "Who?" <laughs> John uh, John Jurgavan said, uh, "Who is popping popcorn?" Well, it was Matt. He was popping popcorn. You so know, it's, uh, it's fun that we get to support artists like Matt and uh, another person commenting. Another great artist is John Teagarden. Uh, and uh, it's funny because John the other day asked if uh, anybody wanted their face in the Mandalorian picture. And so I asked him, I said, can you do uh, me as the Mandalorian and uh, Danny as uh, Baby Yoda? And this is what he came up with. <laughs> it, which this is amazing, but it's even better because we know Danny has no freaking idea what this is referring to. <laughs> no, I didn't. I really didn't. I was like, I no, I, I go, I go, Crawley, why are you Boba Fett? And like, I've been riding around in some little egg, like Mork for Mork. Like, I, I had no clue what was happening. And, uh, well, no, that's, that's so awesome. And he, yeah, he's a great artist too. He, he sketched me as well from my pro, my old profile picture on uh, Twitter. So yeah, thanks John. Like I, I just love that stuff, man. The really? great, yeah. Uh, just good time. And well, and I, it was a nice haircut in that picture and people are starting to notice Danny. Danny's haircut yeah. is the shit people. I've seen it come up a few times in the chat. I'm going to, I'm going to turn around too. Cause you'll, you'll like the back. People are in love here, Danny. Look at, look at the back. Look at the yeah. back. Little mullet going on. Yeah, yeah, a little party in the back. You know, I I showed him, <laughs> I I showed him a picture of uh Morgan Wallen, and I was gonna save this story for later, but I I might as well tell it now. Uh, so I I I I'm back, so you can't vacation shame me any longer. I am not. I was in Mexico for a while, and I'm I'm back in Chicago now because I saw it was gonna be forty. So I was like, oh, I can deal with that. You know, it's not zero. It's so, beautiful. So the other day. I, I was walking around and I took a picture of this uh, this uh, barbershop that in in Mexico in Puerto Vallarta specifically called the 369 Barbershop and there it is 369 Barbershop and there's me with my haircut and uh, and so I was walking by and I see this really hot chick like in there and she and she's the <laughs> she's and because i didn't know where i was gonna get my haircut i was like gonna walk i had seen that barbershop but i was like oh i'm like well i'm going in where the hot chick is so i go in and first thing i notice adam's apple adam it, on the woman you know so it's 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 not a woman it's it's a man a hot man very i mean it's a woman <laughs> but very hot uh, and um so anyway so i i go in there to get my my haircut and uh, it was it was just so it was so exciting. And I was like, 
and, and the I got my hair shampooed, and uh, that woman she uh, massaged my head. It was freaking, it was freaking awesome, and I really wanted to take a picture with her, but I didn't want it, her to think that I was like being exploitative. So all I got was a picture of her hot legs cleaning up my hair. So like you could, but you could see though from the legs I, there. I'm with you. That looks good. Yeah, it looks better than my pile of hair, which honestly. That pile of hair looks better on the floor than it did on your head, Danny. Yeah, and it looks way better (laughs) next to that woman's hot legs. So. Uh, so anyway, my, my hair is cut. It's, it's over. I had not had my hair cut since, uh, Joe Madden's respect bald of the last year that he did respect bald. I had my head shaved. So I was like 20, uh, 19, I guess it would have been, um, yeah. was, or, so it was, uh, over two years. No, I actually, actually, now that I think about it, I missed 2019's respect bald. It was since 2018 that I had my hair cut and, it was the first time in 19 years that I had been to a barber. 19 wow. years. Yeah. So there's that story. Now let's let uh, other people tell stories like Jake Arietta and Anthony Rizzo, who in uh, Marquee Network's Infinite, uh, they must have been working on stealing the unconventional from me and putting up uh, material because they still refuse to show any of the press conferences that they're doing what weekly is it Crawley? They're doing weekly press well, conferences. There's press conferences daily, and so um, I, I actually I actually somehow got it myself um, accredited, and so I get like a tier. There's different tiers of like there's a difference between like a Gordon Whitmire and and say like you know other people, and so I'm kind of like in one of the lower tiers. So I just yeah. basically get the Zoom sent to me. And uh, then I just take them up and I chop them up and and I look for the more interesting ones and interesting comments and go from there. So you get kind of the uh, like the PDF version, like you get it once it's done and you can watch everything and do whatever. But like Gordo gets to talk and make. Yeah, he gets to go live and ask questions. I do not get to do that. Unfortunately, that would be fun. But I, I, I know the uh, media relations guy, and I think he, he has his hands full with Paul Sullivan and Gordo, so he doesn't need any more any more troublemakers, so to speak. But uh, it was good. You know, position players reported to camp on Monday. And so this is really the first time we've gotten to hear from some of these guys. And so um, Arietta uh, was able – you know, he was last week. He did his um, press conference. So, again, kind of interesting. So I chopped it up and got some bits here for you guys to kind of take a look at. So let's do what we got. You know, I, I, I felt comfortable that and, and confident that we were going to get a deal done. Uh, <clears throat> this is Jake. where I wanted to be. And, uh, you know, just the past few days here, it just feels right. You know, it feels like yesterday. And sometimes we might take time for granted a little bit too much. But, uh, you know, the last three years have gone by pretty quickly. Um, and just really excited to be with this group again. There's a lot of guys that were here when I was last year and a lot of new faces. And, uh, and more I'm showing up every to, day. Uh, work alongside of and, and learn from and pass any knowledge on that I'm capable of to uh, help guys escalate their careers. So the next question it, it was, that was brought up is, you know, what happened in, you know, obviously in Philly, he obviously didn't have the dominance that he did, did here in Chicago when you talk about 15, 16, 17. Uh, you know, the numbers in Phillies really weren't that great. 
And so the question really was, okay, well, what caused those numbers to go down? Did, did, can I ask you one question, Crawley? Did you, do you have anything of him talking about Alzali? I do. All right, cool. So all right, I'll let you go, keep going then. I'm still capable of performing at a high level, the, the level that I expect to, um, to perform at. Uh, the last three years, um, you know, weren't, weren't to my expectations. Um, I yeah, you sucked. Several physical uh, setbacks, you know, meniscus that I pitched. It's honestly, it's not his 18, fault. Which was tough, uh, but didn't want to have surgery. Philly has their pitchers trained with throwing uh, batteries. Ultimately had to have uh, <laughs> bone spurs taken out of my elbow again. Uh, so there were there were some slight physical limitations, but um, having said that, I just I didn't perform the way I was capable of. But um, I have a lot in the tank. I have a lot to uh, to still accomplish in this game, and uh, I'm excited that it's going to happen in uh, in this Cub uniform again. Notice there's no like we're talking about how the fa- like the fact that Marquee is not airing any of these, which is absolutely ridiculous, but also. There's no marquee signage behind him. Well, it's like, not I'm looking, it, it's Cubs.com, it's Sloan Park, it's uh, Wintrust, and it's almost like Marquee isn't sponsoring it. Like, who the fuck owns Marquee? I'm a little, <laughs> I just don't know what's going on. The spec. You know, when you talk about Arietta in Philadelphia, you know, you're talking, you know, pitching through a meniscus tear, pitching through uh, pitching with bone spurs. I mean, he just had a lot of issues, and it just never really worked out, and that's the hard thing. I mean, you remember how, uh, even with uh, with you, how much disappointment there was at the beginning with you, Darvish, because of injury, and there's just there's not much you can do to really help that. You know, it's if you're injured, you're injured, but people don't want to hear about it if you're getting paid money. Well, Big and I want, to say, I want to say this, you know, people I know are upset about losing you, somebody like you, Darvish, who came in second place in the in the uh, Cy Young voting last year, probably should have won it by certain metrics. Him and Jake are the same age. And I know we think in, in terms of Jake maybe be, be seeming older to us because uh, it's, when did he get into the league? It was like 2010. You uh, Darvish got into the league in two, a couple of years after that. So we, ha- we haven't known about you Darvish as, as long, but they are the exact same age. And when, and, and I've been thinking about this a little bit in terms of the, the you versus Jake. And cause that's kind of what, we we traded basically Jake for you, and now we traded, uh, or we traded you for well, yeah, Jake for you, and now we're trading you for Jake back. And if you look at his the incre- his incredibly uh, declining innings pitch numbers, so his last year in Chicago, twenty seventeen, hundred sixty eight innings pitched, and then it was about the same his first year in Philadelphia, and then he was down by another fifty innings, and then last year was a total aberration, but he only managed to even get himself into nine games. Um, so he said about the physical setbacks. I think he got rid of his immigrant uh, uh, moving company when he was <laughs> when he was working to helping immigrants pack and leave the country and uh, and, and leaving all and leaving uh, letting all the celebrities in Hollywood pack and uh, moving them to Canada in 2016 he got rid of that business now so I I think uh, I, I really do think he's right I don't think it is just lip service that he's got something left in the tank and in many respects I feel like maybe he is poised to have a better year than Darvish is and uh, and 
and and I'll go out and say say that right now. And part of the reason is because I feel like Darvish had a kick-ass year last year because there was no fans in the stands. I think he is the kind of pitcher who actually benefited from not having all that, uh, you know, that noise around him uh, and all the uh, commotion. I well, think that's going to help him out in San Diego too. There's a lot less fans. There's not no fans, but there's a lot less in San Diego. It's a smaller market. Plus, it's a bigger park, and you know, people aren't going to run in, run into so many balls that just pop out of the park. Plus, we have a dead ball era beginning. I don't know. I mean, I think that's a that's a pretty bold statement, Danny. For uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, Danny. I'm not going to buy that because when you came here, um, again, there, there was everyone talked about it. There was a comfortability that was just not happening. You, you know, he was entering a clubhouse that was very tight, and, and he kind of really never to start off with never felt a part of it. Then he struggled with injuries. Then he had the issue that he didn't even know about with the garbage can and the Astros shelling him. And he got a lot of shit from that. And I think that really screwed with him between his head for a little bit. I think that's what helped lead to that injury. You know, the injury was sort of a use, you know, kind of an overuse injury, but he was probably trying to fix shit constantly and just throwing weird, you know? That could be true. I mean, but then you look at 2019. I mean, you Darvish, and this could be the injury stuff. He led the the National League in home runs given up. You know, it's like I'm not saying last year was an aberration. I'm not saying, you know, you Darvish is, is a bad pitcher. I'm just saying that if you're going to trade somebody, not that I'm happy we got a bunch of teenagers for him, but if you're going <laughs> to trade somebody, you trade them at a time when you could actually get something of value. Now, did we get something of value? I don't know. And that's, know. that's kind of the biggest problem with the you Darvish trade. If they had brought something back beyond Zach Davies. If you're talking about a top 10 Padres prospect. Yeah, yeah, a top 10 Padres prospect or anything more than just a bunch of high schoolers and Zach Davies. For for the Cubs they're sitting in the in the mid teens most of these guys as far as prospects go, but also our <laughs> we don't have a lot of prospects. So they they went from probably like, you know, 35th on the Padres list to like <laughs> real quick top 10 on the Cubs, you know. Now they're top 10 prospects. So like, you know, in the press conference, you know, coming up next here, uh they asked Jake about his thoughts about, you know, now you have uh, Grandpa Rossi as the manager. It is really special, um, you know, to play for a manager that uh, caught one of my no-hitters is, is pretty cool. Um, and, you know, we, we talked throughout the offseason a little bit, and I actually saw him play around a golf with him and uh, – you know, I knew that this was going to be a possibility. Just wasn't sure how quick it would potentially uh, develop. But we got it done in, in plenty of time to start with a full spring training and preparing for April. So Yeah, that, that's really going to be a trivia about. question. A catcher who caught a no-hitter and then also managed that pitcher. Like, I think he, that's the probably first one, never right? happened. It, it, right. I'm, I'm – Pretty sure. The only other guy that I think could have possibly pulled something off like that would be maybe like a Yogi Berra back in the day. But I don't even know if he caught any no hitters. But I know that he was managing fairly soon after leaving the game. He caught uh, he caught Don Larson's no hitter in the World oh, Series. Yeah, yeah. You see him oh, running out. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I do believe that that was somewhere I read that this is the first time that a manager caught a no hitter from one of his pitchers. But I laughed my ass off because you saw the sick flex by Dar by uh, by Arietta where he's in there like he caught one of my no hitters. So yeah. <laughs> I, I got a good laugh out of that there. Danny, well, you were asking this question here about Adbert, and everybody has noticed that. So that's so beyond, awesome. Beyond, yeah, beyond the um, beyond the uh, press conferences, I get they send me just random footage from around spring training, and the stuff that people have really been kind of interesting about interested about is is you see a lot of Arietta and Adbert hanging out, and so it's. Uh, Interesting to kind of hear Jake's take on this, but you see a lot of pictures, a lot of video of the two of them talking everywhere they're going in uh, in camp so far. You know, Adbert is is going to be really, really good. His his stuff is is extremely impressive. We've been playing catch every day for the past three or four days, um, and we've been talking pitching. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pretty much, you know, nonstop since I've been here. And um, it's, it's good to see the smile on his face when we talk about certain things. And I can just really tell that he wants to be extremely good. Uh, he's a guy who from from the get-go um I, I i can tell that he wants it there's no there's no doubt in my mind uh he's focused uh he asks a lot of questions and you can tell he loves the game he loves the pitch uh he doesn't love the hit so much so we gotta we gotta work on that a little bit but um he's hungry for knowledge we've been talking you know for at least an hour uh, every day for the past week um and i just i i, I value being being an approachable guy who um you know can can give some knowledge to guys in need whether it's a whether it's a starting pitcher or reliever or even a position player uh and i think it comes with the territory you get to a point in your career where you're not only expected to perform uh on the field but also off the field and i i take great great pride in that and if if i can help him 
uh, escalate his career uh, even a little bit, that makes this entire organization that much better. And uh, so a lot of stuff right there. But I mean, you know, people when we you know we we talked about Jake Arrieta and I put it on Facebook and every, a lot of people put it on Twitter and whatever all that stuff and we broke that story. You know, there's a lot of people kind of like, oh, you know, why do you want Jake Arrieta? He's nowhere near as good as he used to be. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know what 2020 Jake Arrieta is going to look like. But the value that you, you already see is paying off dividends is that if he's able to get Adbert to a different level, and you saw that when he added the slider last year. Adbert's side, slider last year in 2020 was just another pitch that just kind of was a lot different and it added another weapon to his arsenal. If Jake Arietta is working with him and they're talking pitches and all sorts of things, this could have a huge – it could be way more worth, worth way more to the Cubs than the $6 million that they're giving Jake Arietta. Right, for sure. And then a lot of that, though, is uh, – and this has kind of gotten me a little bit more excited about Adbert because uh, listening to the Cubs Talk podcast and Gordon Wittenmeyer talking about how all last year when uh, – Alzali, well, and even the year before, Alzali is always picking these guys' brains. I guess he's he's kind of that annoying kid brother who's always just like, hey, how do you do this? And what do you do there? And how do you do this? And throw, let's play catch, Jake. Let's play catch, you know, which is awesome. I mean, that actually, I guess, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't know that before or why that wasn't out there. But with him having these interactions with Jake, it sort of brought that to the forefront, which, again, you know, we're wondering who's going to start for this team. And Alzali is a big question mark, of course. But when you see a guy that has that much drive to get better and is really getting into the nitpicky stuff with as many, you know, seasoned pitchers as he can, uh, you know, I don't know. It gets me kind of more excited for Alzheimer's. Well, and the other thing is about, you know, the, everybody's going to compare the idea to John Lester. Oh, oh, you could find $6 million for Jake, but you couldn't get, do four for John. Uh, it could be that Jake is the better so-called veteran player slash coach for this team than John Lester. I don't know if that's the case, but uh, there's you a reason. Not, see, I, I would say this. I, I uh, You remember after um, – after Adbert's first major league win, he bought a very expensive bottle of champagne and autographed it for Adbert. I, I just think every, every, you know, when we look at this, I don't want to look too deep into it, that the budget didn't allow for Jed to sign John. Well, I don't think the pitching staff allows you to sign Jake and John. Like you don't need two veteran fives. Like you um, don't need, you only need one of them. I mean, here's, here's the thing what you're if, gonna if, if they get John, they don't get Jake. I think. I I, dis, I disagree, especially at the cost. If you if you see what it cost to get John Lester and how much of that money was deferred, the the biggest issue that's going to be this season, you're going to see it. And I hope it, you know. And there's going to be a lot of temptations, both in the north and the south side. Uh, us with Edward Alzali and and at the south side with Michael Kopech. These are guys that don't have a lot of innings last year. That didn't ramp up. That didn't have a minor league season. That didn't build up that arm strength. They are going to be a lot of pitchers, especially the younger guys. They're going to be on pitch limits, and there's going to be a temptation to want to use them more than what you should. And you're going to have to be careful about that, and you are going to need major league arms that can throw innings, that can eat innings. And that's going to be the biggest story of 2021. 
Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right because you, you sixty games versus one sixty two. I mean, no minor league season. I mean, these are the development has been stunted at every single level of the game right now. And the strength has just got to come. You had guys thrown into mattresses in hotel rooms last year, trying to stay, trying to just stay sharp. And uh, you did see more injuries even last year because of even spring training being uh, bumped. So, right. And so Jake next is going to be talking a little bit of about free agency. As you know, pretty much the entire Cubs team is going to be free agents next year. At least it feels like it. Hold on one second. Right before you get to that, he did say one other thing in that last clip. Lil Yumper pointed it out here. Oh, that hit comment got caught in a little fired up, LOL. And that's true because I honestly have forgotten how exciting it is to see Jake Arrieta hit the ball, right? Like. I'm excited. I have a clip specifically, Michael, that I cut for you on that. No, I've seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I haven't, so. I won't ruin it for you then. You just needed a reason not to wear pants, and it was me, and it makes me feel icky. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, we'll keep keep on going with some clips. And that's, that's, you know, I kind of set the tone. in the room early on. I want these guys to understand and, and to know that they can come to me at any time. So here we're talking about the free agents. I, I would, I would like them to try and put it out of, out of their mind as much as they can, which, you know, to do it hundred percent is probably impossible because let's just face it. That's, that's a huge moment in um, in each one of their lives and their family's lives. And it's a big part of the, the next phase of their career. Um, but I think first and foremost, the most important thing is uh, developing that that team bond here uh, in Chicago this year, performing to the best of each one of their abilities. And, um, you know, obviously, if, if they're able to do that and stay on the field, they're going to get compensated uh, very well for that. So um, it is kind of a bittersweet thing, I'm sure, for, for each one of those guys. They've they've all been here for a long time. Um, it's tough to take the Cubs uniform off, which, you know, I've, I've been through, but, uh, didn't Sammy Sosa hurt his back doing that, (laughs) trying to focus on the here and now and what's, what's most important. And that's, that's their health. That's preparing for a full season, um, with this organization. And if things change, uh, along the road, then, then we have to, uh, deal with that as, as, as it comes. But, you know, I, like I said, these guys, all three of those guys have uh, great heads on their shoulders. Uh, they're focused, they're prepared, and I just look forward to playing with them again. So, you know, when we're looking at this clip here, it, you have, you know, Jake talking about just how difficult it is to kind of mentally, you know, Danny, I think you were talking about it on the last show, you know, playing for a contract. Some guys play better, but other guys, you know, don't. And if you remember Joe Madden, that last year that he was with the Cubs where they didn't sign him to the extension, everyone thought they were going to ex- extend him just like all these guys so that everyone would be up at the same time, and they didn't. And that was over Joe's head the entire damn season is that he knew that there was a good chance he wasn't going to be back unless they did something amazing, which they didn't, and he got fired. So you have to understand that every time things go shitty this year, if any of these guys get off to a slow start, you have to imagine that's going to affect them mentally. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it could go either way. It, they're, well, and if they have good seasons, but the Cubs aren't in first place, uh, they could get traded anyway, and they don't want that either. So there's a lot going on. Not only are they tr- playing for a contract, but if they do play well, they might very well find themselves in a new in a new house in a couple of months. So it's it'll be interesting to see. I think that we're in a real transitional year, and I think that it's cool that you have somebody like Jake coming back to help you get through it. But um, keep keep on keep on going, keep on playing stuff because because we're we're going to try to get through some Rizzo too. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by eBay Sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of your sneakers that you purchase before they're sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing that your pair is the real deal. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With other sites, they take as much as 25%. Uh, You know, you're going to have a lot of extra money left in your pocket for, wait for it, more sneakers. So check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. And uh, check this out. They're running a contest right now. And uh, if you buy sneakers on ebay.com slash sneakers and you send me a receipt, you'll be entered to win one of four awesome pairs of uh, really incredible uh, sneakers. So uh, look for that. I'm going to post it up on the Sun Rancho Ranchers page and uh, up on Twitter, too. So just check my feed. It'll be the sneaker ad. So, um, all right. You guys rock. Buy some sneakers. eBay is your place. Uh, oh, the Sun Rancho Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Okay, now, uh, Bet Online, it is the fastest, it is the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Now, football, it's over. NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they're in full swing. You know that Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They got real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And uh, Bet Online has you covered for all the news and scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. Plus, it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show, which you're about to listen to again right now. Each guy's different. You know, I will say this. the When the season started... Sorry, guys. This is about no fans in the stands in 2020, what it was like. The first week or so was, was tough. was tough on everybody. And I think it was most difficult for the position players. And, uh, you know, I hung, I hung around Mike Moustakis yesterday. We were, we were hanging out for a little bit and um, we were talking about just that. And he said, you know, it was it was difficult to to get going because that that uh, the roar of the crowd, the excitement of the fans is just something that we're all used to. We've been dealing with, you know, since we uh, since we started playing pro ball or even in college and high school. Um, so it is tough, you know, like in, in Moustakis made a, a comment about how, you know, as a starting pitcher you know, that's your day. Like you're focused, you're locked in. 
you're kind of in a different place and fans are no fans. Um, you know, for the most part, you're able to go out there and, and uh, you know, pitch with that uh, killer instinct. And I, I agree with him on that uh, to a certain extent, but it was tough. You know, it's, it's, it's never easy to play in an empty stadium. Um, but, you know, as professionals, it's kind of what we were up against and what we had to do. Uh, and I think the majority of baseball did a really good job of that. Unless you're you, uh, Darvish. He loved noise, it. Uh, into the stadiums. Uh, believe it or not, that, that did help a lot because uh, the dead silence was, was strange. That was, that was a hurdle that we had to get over as a league, and uh, MLB did a great job of that. But um, Question about if this uh, is uh, Jake's like final season. Play for several more years. I mean, as long as I can compete at a high level, Physically, I'm, I'm capable of um, getting ready every day, which uh, that's no issue currently. Um, I, I expect to play, you know, and if, if I'm valued, if I'm wanted, and if I'm capable, I'll, uh, I'll still be in uniform. So Jake Arrieta, not anticipating, obviously, this would be his last season. Yeah, I, no, I, I really think he's, he's the same age as you, Darvish. Like, I, I don't know why he seems so much older or we think of him as older and, the, and you as younger. I'm not sure. But I, I honestly think that Jake has uh, more in the tank. I really do think that you could see. I know it wasn't great for him in Philadelphia, and I'm sure that fi- the Philadelphia fans are pretty disappointed in how that signing went down because they were probably excited to get him. And if you look at where that staff was with Aaron Nola and, uh, you know, signing Bryce Harper, and they still haven't done shit by getting to the playoffs after spending all that money. I mean, and now Jake's gone for them, and you know they got to kind of be reeling from that. But I, th- I think you know, Jake mechanically, he was always pretty solid. Well, well he, he was always he- kind of on that edge. Remember, they fucked with him in Baltimore, yep. and his mechanics were terrible. And then uh, Basio kind of got him back on track by letting him sort of do his what he wanted to do and making that work. But then when he got off a little bit, then his slider seemed to dive way too far out or something. Yeah, then he was, he was walking a lot of guys, I remember. And then the last question here is for Michael about the DH. It's Hitting. exciting. We, uh, we bun- did some bunning today. Um, Adbert needs some work. Uh, I've seen Kyle. So the first day I got here, I think when I walked in, he was walking out of the cage, taking his batting gloves off. I'm like, okay, I see you already, already working on your swing. Uh, so it's fun to hit. It really is fun. I love to hit. I was kind of on the fence. If, if we fun to fucking hit your hitting, or if we, we kept it as part of the national league, I was on board either way. I will say that it was kind of nice to not have to, you know, worry about leading off an inning or, um, you know, being on the bases for, for an extended period of time. Um, but to go back to hitting is something that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, taking BP at Wrigley Field and having a chance to stand in the box again against some really nice arms is, uh, is a challenge, but, but one that uh, we're looking forward to. I got to ask you, Michael Cog, because I was thinking about you when I cut that clip, all right, knowing how pro DH you are. What was- I, I love how everybody – like yeah, that's your thing, dude. <laughs> fucking DH, and somehow this fucking douchebag in the middle of cornfields in Iowa just comes immediately to somebody's mind about the DH. 
Now, my question for you is, what would you think about – this is just kind of like popped in my head the other day. What would you think that pitchers get to hit, right? But the second they, the, 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 the play stops, right? Let's say Jake gets a single or he gets a double or whatever. At that point, you can pinch run for him. You have like a dedicated runner just for the pitcher. I still think it's stupid. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. it's just, it's just it out there. fucking stupid. Uh, I don't know. I, I just don't think you need to change all this stuff around for them. You know, I get it. Like, Jake said both things in that clip. Right. Hitting is fun. He likes to hit. But he also kind of doesn't like to think about leading off an inning. Or standing out on the bases for too long or something like that. Like, I get it. There's other things going on. But, you know, they have a DH. It's in the American League. If that's something that's very important to you, go play in the American League. And if you like to hit or if it's not that big a deal or maybe you just don't have the fucking option and you have to just go wherever you go, you know, you can play in the – NL. You know, some guys do like to hit. Some guys don't. But I'll bet that's the fucking same for, uh, you know, Billy Hamilton probably wishes he didn't have to fucking hit and he could just go out in the center field every day. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, that's just not the way the game's played. And so, I love the fact that there's two separate leagues. And whenever an AL team comes to an NL field, we get to see that pitcher hit once. Well, I'm, right? I'm wearing my shirt, too. Check that out. Designated hater. Yeah, nice. Shirt. Yeah. You know, and then and then when we go to AL fields, like, then they're trying to figure out who on the NL team is going to be that designated hitter. Or, and they might bring somebody up, a la Kyle Schwarber back in 2015, got brought up from AA just to do it in Cleveland. That type of shit. There's interest involved in having two separate rules in the league. And that's what I'm concerned about. I don't want to get rid of the DH. I want the DH to stay in the American league. And I want uh, pitchers hitting in the national league because that's better for the game. There are, there is interest and the world series. That's a home field advantage uh, for whichever team gets it. Like, you know, and then weirdly enough, the Cubs win it on the opposite end of that, because they could bring in a guy who blew out his knee earlier in the year. It's weird, but that weirdness is what keeps you interested in the game. That's what brings us back. That's what creates the stories that we like. And well, well I, I think you're like the only one that really feels that way, but yeah, sure. That is not <laughs> fucking true. You Lots like of people, people, people love it. No, the, you got the old timers like me. Who are just like, fuck the DH, make him get up there. No batting gloves, like, you know, all that shit. You know, get out there. Pickle juice. Yeah, exa- exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, and also, I like the idea of the, the, uh, that there's nine players, nine batters, and there's not this extra, extra part. Now, you know, that's just me. And then there's, but most people are just like, I'm sick of watching pitchers hit forever. And they don't really think that them going up there and bunting is, is interesting. They don't, they hate bunts too. They, they are like, well, bunts don't make any sense. You should just <laughs> have, no, they hate bunts. They hate everything except for fucking, these, these are the people Ignorance. who are ruining our game. They don't fucking watch the game. They don't know what the fuck they're doing 
when they do watch it. Why isn't the guy hitting a home run? Why isn't he doing it? Oh, that guy just struck him out. Boy, that was fucking boring. Boy, this game sucks. They're just standing around. I hope some. Oh, they hit a home run. Boy, that one fucking four seconds of a game. That was exciting. I wonder why this game sucks so bad. Watching a guy run slowly around the bases, just trying, yeah, not even it's, fast. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. I've never seen a more exciting play in my entire life than John Lester laying down a bunt in extra innings with Jason Hayward fucking storming down the line to score and walk the fucking game off against the Mariners. That was ridiculous. It was a pitcher hitting in a pitch hitting spot, no less. You know, and it was a butt. I mean, there are there are places for all of this stuff in the game, and I think people have forgotten that. They have forgotten that the game is an art, right? It's fun. It is enjoyable to watch because you're watching Kyle Hendricks out there and how he's working a batter to induce that ground ball. You know, and not actually trying to strike him out, right? Like everybody thinks, oh, well, I want the guy who throws a hundred mile per hour all the time because that's exciting for some reason. Why, why is it exciting? Because you can't see the ball. I think it's Shut exciting. Shut the fuck up, cotton. <laughs> I Shut think- the fuck up, cotton. It's exciting to see Kyle Hendricks work somebody into a double play or something. Like, it's fucking great. And that's an amazing drop, by the way. Yeah. And, and I, I was going to get to it later, but Carly had to use it a little earlier. Uh, oh, is that? I, I actually hadn't seen that one. I thought it was the one where uh, Crawley did asking me about the DH wearing the Clark head. No, no. There's I, Once Crawley showed me that I could make, uh, that I could use a Snapchat filter as Clark, I sat there with a bottle of tequila and, I, and no shirt on, just like making Clark video after Clark video. I was like, oh man, I gotta make a million of these before they take <laughs> this shit down. Because like, I knew they were gonna, eventually they'd be like, oh shit, Rockets got a hold of it. Like, we gotta take this Snapchat filter down. But, so um, the next guy to come yeah, up. Yeah, let's put a little Rizzo in. It's we're already a, a, an hour, a buck ten into this show. We're never going to get through it. Anthony Rizzo, here we go. And the question for Rizzo is obviously this is the, he's been the longest tenure Cub, obviously, clearly. And uh, you know, it's it's what's going to happen. Is he going to be extended? Is he not? That's really the question. I got it. All right. Jed's comments um, and just getting to talk to Jed about the team and whatnot has been nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously this city and everything that I love about the city, I've been kind of wear on my sleeve and I, I still love it. I still love our team. I still love what we have going on here. And then, um, you know, keep shaved off those corners inside Thank this God. building. I think it would be the smartest approach for everyone. Um, as far as a timeline, I'm not really sure. We haven't really talked much about any of that, but um, I'm sure when, when, if, if and when things come to fruition, you guys will be the first to know. Uh, yeah, we probably we'll will. Do, be, uh, again. We'll be the first to know right. because it'll break on Twitter and Anthony will be like, I got traded? What? <laughs> I don't know that there's a lot of there's a huge market for Anthony Rizzo in the trade. I mean, first baseman, you know, that's usually just dudes that got too slow to play shortstop. <laughs> a lot of times, <laughs> you know what I mean? 
right. um, like er- Ernie Banks, Mr. Cub himself. But no, I mean, God, Anthony Rizzo, like it, that's who you want. That's who you. I'm not saying that's who you want to build around in the future, but you want him to be a part of your future, not just because he's so beloved in Chicago, but because you need some veteran players. A first baseman, and Greg, he's got the back problems, but a first baseman, they're not going to break down quite as quickly as a shortstop. You know, it's just how that that works. And you're not running around all the time. He's not expected to have speed, which is good because he doesn't have any. But, uh, but you know, it, to me, that's the one that you sign that you do first. Like everybody's like, well, what do we do? If like you can only pick two, do you do Contreras and and Bryant? Do you do uh, Javi and Rizzo? Like, what do you do? And to me, you do one guy first. And everything falls into place around that, and it's Anthony Rizzo. I think he is kind of the heart and soul of this team, and they should have put a C on his chest. Like maybe they just don't believe in C's on chests in Chicago, but which is weird because they all have a C on their chest. Yeah, they already have C's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. I I just I really feel like you have to that he is kind of like the satellite. I think he was thrust into a few leadership roles recently that he wasn't necessarily at, that comfortable with because he's a goofball kid in his brain, you know, like he's he's a fun loving guy. You know, he goes down to the Dominican Republic on vacation and gets cornrows. Like he's a, he's a goofball. So, uh, but I, I do think that he's the kind of dude that you build around. I don't think, cause you look at the other guys, like who Javi, is he a satellite of the team? No, he's an exciting player. Chris Bryant. Is he a leader? Not really. Uh, you know, I'd say Hayward, obviously a leader, the speech itself, uh, yeah, I think yeah. you could build something around him. I think you could, and, and Anthony Rizzo. And I think Rizzo's the kind of guy that looks up to a dude like Hayward. It would like to be that, that dude in the, in, in the, I, I really do hope that he's the first and, one. And I like how you're saying that too, Danny, is that he's kind of the central part of that because if he's signed, then when you do go make an offer to Javi, he's feeling more comfortable about taking that offer, right? Because you don't know what if, you're looking at. Until until the dominoes start to fall, you have no idea what this Cubs team is going to look like next year. None. Yeah, and if you're trying to keep these guys and you you want them to extend or you want to sign a new contract and stuff, and they know that you're letting uh, Anthony Rizzo go, or at the very least, they know that you haven't committed to him yet, then that's going to make them not want to do that. Because yeah. if you're not going to commit to that guy, what hope do they have that you're really committing to them, right? Well, the trouble, and this is what Eric Campbell brings up, is that if you if that was your belief, then what you, you should have signed Rizzo to an extension long ago. It's going to be hard. I don't know what Anthony's agent expects. I don't know, you know, I know that, that – realistically speaking, as Danny talked about, it, you know, how much do, are you willing to spend on a first baseman with a bad back on the wrong side, in the wrong side of 30? Uh, if, if For a team that's supposedly budget conscious right now, that is not the greatest allocation of resources. And I know it's not a popular thing to say, but it's true. They're, he's a leader, no doubt. But how many, how many millions is that leadership quality worth to you if his skills start to especially diminish 
and he starts to play less and less, and let's say the back acts up more and more. You don't know that. Right. So, Have we seen the skills really diminish a lot? recently i don't think we talk about that very I don't think, much i don't think we have other than the back issues right i don't think his skills are going down too much well you're afraid you're going to get into like a pool hole situation which right, uh, exactly you, what I was you, about. yeah and well, it, yeah you don't want to sign him for 10 years <laughs> yeah, well, no, 10 years 184 million rizzo yeah. So okay, what would we think of a fair contract? If, if you're, you're Rizzo's agent and the Cubs write down a number on the piece of paper, what are you looking at? Well, he, he took such a discount on this first crazy. extension. Right. You know? And this is going to be the last contract he probably gets. Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, Scott, his, his agent's going to want, what, 15 a year or something like that, would you say? Yeah, that's going to be tough to get to, 15 I mean, a year. It is because you. I, I think more in terms. Uh, Little Yumper writes in three years, forty-eight. That's right there around. Uh, keeps his current AAV. It's going to be tough to get that if you look at a, a contract. Maybe the comparable person would maybe be somebody like a Ben Zobrist, in a way. And that was around. It was a little less than that, but that was a few years ago, <laughs> before the Fed started printing money. So uh, yeah, but that's like sixteen. I what was Zobris making? I know his last year he was making like sixteen million, right? Yeah, it went. And that's off. what Anthony's finally making now. Now, yeah, it, it, exactly. And he took such a discount. He was like, it wasn't in twenty sixteen. Uh, twenty sixteen, he was making uh, what seven million bucks or something like. He was like all star every year, and he was making under ten. So like, this is a problem, yeah. and this is a problem within all of baseball. It is. You get what we're talking about is well, he took such a discount in the past that we're going to overpay him for the future. That's not going to happen. Baseball's not moving that direction anymore. You no. saw that with the Tatis Jr. trade, which happened while we were recording last time. So, I mean, we have to be realistic about this situation, and I know nobody wants to hear it. And so, when I say, yeah, it's great to have Arietta, $6 million is not that much money for one season of Jake Arietta. If you're talking about what I'm thinking Rizzo would like, which would probably be in the $20 million annual uh, average salary range, boy, that that's, you know, if you're talking $60 million, let's say, for three years. Yeah. I mean, you, that's it's a, it's a tall order. I just don't see it. Wrong side of 30. And his back didn't add a, act up last year, but uh, they didn't go to Cincinnati as much and sleep in those terrible <laughs> hotel beds. <laughs> you know, so it was only 60 games. games. Yeah, exactly. So, you, you know, you look at that situation and you wonder. And um, Well, I'm trying to look up. So I'm looking up uh, Paul Goldschmidt's contract. And Eric asked if, if you think any of these guys are going to take any of, uh, of a hometown cut. No, no not anymore. Fuck the Rickets now. Like the the Rickets have played their hand so badly. I don't think anybody wants to give them a hometown. Goddamn kids of billionaires. The I mean, kids. I mean, honestly, guys, most agents, especially, aren't going to be giving hometown discounts. Everybody brings up the Rizzo contract. Nobody was really sure Anthony Rizzo was going to turn out the way he did. That's what Jed and Theo believed, and on that one, they were right. Most of the time, especially if you're an established. Star, you're not going to give a hometown discount. I know that that's a popular thing for fans to think about, but that's not realistic. Yeah. Right. So uh, Paul Goldschmidt, which I think is a you know a, a good comparison for Anthony Rizzo, they're about the same age. 
um, well, actually, Goldschmidt's a little older. He's 33, right? And Rizzo's 31. And Goldschmidt is making $22 million every year. And actually, against the payroll, it's 26 because of the signing bonus he had early on or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's from the signing bonus. So he's... But, he's of, co- but of course, wait, because he was traded from Arizona to the Cardinals, Arizona is picking up $15 million of that. Plus, the Cardinals did get a compensatory uh, draft pick for, to, right. for just taking Goldschmidt off their hands. That's <laughs> probably the case. Jim but, yeah, uh, but he makes uh, $26 million a year. I don't think Rizzo can get that, but I think that makes the $20 million a year for three years, $60 million. I don't think that puts that out of the out of the – realm of possibility i think it makes some sort of sense to do that but i don't think that's the right it, it makes sense for them to ask for that and i honestly i think uh rizzo's 31 you would have him until he's 34 for 20 million a year i don't know i'd take it i'm, to I'm willing to do that i, 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 I if, if if it was my money i would fucking <laughs> do that in a heartbeat so i got to Crawler, would you do it if in, would you do it if it was your 20, money if it was your money and you're running the show 20 million for three years would you I mean obviously you? again from a I'm not the one that if it's my money and I'm just printing it and I, it's all daddy's money then yeah, yeah. sure who gives a shit but that's <laughs> not how it operates no okay? I mean I that's mean, not bring, what we're asking you Crawley. we're asking what you would do million. I don't care if I have the money and I'm just throwing it out the window. I don't give a shit. Give it to Rizzo. You're not throwing it out the window. Yeah, Quit fucking saying. making this like, Carl, you're like, well, if you sign Anthony Rizzo, you may as well burn every dollar that you ever spend on the guy. <laughs> it sounds to me like you want him gone. You want That's him what gone? I'm here. Three years, $60 million sounds high to you. High. That's all I'm saying. Oh, this, what's your number? Tell us your number. You're not giving us a number. I'm, co- I'm saying... Three years, would, sixty million. I don't think it's too much for him. Three million dollars a year for three years. I would can. I would say that would probably be fair. Yeah, and, and I'd t- chime in in that in the uh, chat, please. I, I would like to. Jim, Jim has. He said Ozzy Albies from Atlanta took a hometown discount. I don't know, and every single expert I heard after that deal said I'll ask Ozzy Albies should fire his fucking agent. The the Braves <laughs> got an absolute steal. Um, Robert and Eloy did. They did the same thing that Rizzo did. That deal is going to look awful for them in the future. But right now, they're going to be getting good amounts of money for guys that haven't proven anything. That's what Rizzo did. He didn't prove anything when he when the Cubs gave him his contract. They gave him the money, and, and that was really good money for Rizzo. Now, same thing with Robert and Eloy. You know, Robert and Eloy. I'm sorry, I keep going with Robert, but... Uh, Robert and Eloy, they, they're going to – You hate T's at the end of uh, letters right. or end of words. So Robert and Eloy is – Don't uh, up the lore. <laughs> with, uh, Robert and Eloy, they, they took that because they are young guys. They're not going to have to worry about, you know, making little money here, little money there, and waiting to try to make that big money later. That's the exact thing, same thing that Rizzo did. That's not a hometown discount. When you talk about a hometown discount, you're asking kind of a face of the franchise – an all-star player, somebody that represents your team to take less than what they're worth for market value. Robert and Eloy don't have any anything. All they, They're going through their arbitration process, similar to what KB did, similar to what Javi is going through. They don't have any options. 
So they just keep kind of moving up a little bit up the salary scale. They start making more and more until they get to that sixth year. And then right before free agency, that's when they finally start making a little bit of money. And then once you hit your free agent year, that's when you're supposed to really kind of go there. So that's kind of the issue there. Well, let's let's keep going with some of this Rizzo uh, th- this uh, Rizzo video because uh, we're, uh, we're 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 not even halfway through the show. Play, play <laughs> the game hard, and that's all you can do every day. And, and you know, oh my God, if if we're going to listen to Rizzo say play the game hard, that's all you can do every day. Every day I don't know if we need to listen. It's too short. This life's too short. The game's too short. All the life's too short. Game. Really game's too short. So why should fans believe that this year should be any different? I don't think anyone should should believe in it. We haven't done what we were capable of doing uh, the last few years, and last year was was, was stung and hit hard just because how how connected our team was, and and you know that whole COVID year uh, was just the connection of that team was so was so strong. So it, I mean, it just hurts, and then your season like that in two games, but you know, it's up to us to go out and, and prove it every day, every year, you know, just cause you do one thing one year, doesn't mean you're entitled to anything uh, the next year. So, you know, it's keep it going. It's just, yeah, it was that obviously with, with Lester, uh, well, it starts with Darvish roster moves trade and just seeing Darvish, you come over and, and him and I are pretty close. Um, and getting him more comfortable and seeing him come into the garbage <laughs> that everyone knows and loves was, was something special because, you know, first year I know he dealt with injuries and, and just making him feel part of this, the Chicago Cubs team and culture was, was big and uh, seeing him shine was great. And, you know, obviously he gets traded and it's, it's part of the business, but Schwarber and John, two of my really good friends and, and you know, obviously the things that Kyle's done here, um, were very special. And this this is just, just Rizzo, like basically reading a eulogy of all his teammates that are gone. Well, all my friends are gone. <laughs> my cornrows are gone. a lot of pieces, but my dog pissed on the carpet. Signing with a pretty lousy team from fourteen and buying in and changing the culture here. Okay. And then, then uh, the next question is, uh, I forget, Will, Javi, about Javi. They're just asking about the contract. Yeah, contracts, yeah. Contract, yeah. All, all the core guys. Javi's not going to be negotiating his deal, and Chris will not be trying to negotiate a deal, or me trying to negotiate a deal. It's the agents. The agents do all the talking and all the work, which rightfully so. It's their job. But it's just making sure, you know, everyone's – everyone's in the right mindset and, and focused on the right things. And, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get an extension on one swing this year. It's a full, it's a full 162 games, hopefully. And, uh, you know, I think, I think our guys feel comfortable uh, with that body of work, being able to just go out and continue to be who they are. And then the next question, uh, what do you think of the Tatis deal? You got, Teams that are going for it all the time, and, and we're no different. We're we're going for it, and we're going to be right in that mix this year, and we're excited. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the Tatis deal? Let me tell you what I think about something completely different. You know, I mean, what he said is true to about 99.9%. It happens. It's just not out there, and it's not said, and there's stories written on it. But 
this is about Mathers. Service time. There's there's teams that do it all the time. There's you know, you just can go back to so many different guys, and that's that's been what has happened. And him coming out and saying that is just it's pretty annoying and frustrating for us players, but. It's not like we don't. And know we are going to talk about this a little later. And that is something that, you know, good. I'm happy it's out there in the public now, and people are seeing that this is the way it is. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to stop it there real quick. I I do think that and, and Crawley apparently has to take a dump or something, so he he left <laughs> the show. But but no, I I I when when you think about um, this idea of the extension. And you think about these guys as individual players who have individual agents, or actually some of them have the same agent, you know, like a Boris or something like that. But when they sign a contract, when somebody like Tati signs a contract, long-term, uh, kind of backloaded, it could look like a great deal in the end. It could look... You know, could look like Bobby Bonilla deal in the end. We don't know. Injuries can happen. Lots can happen. Lots can happen. You're just taking the chance that it's going to be good for both sides is is what you're hoping. But every time one of these contracts is signed, you are setting the market for the other thousand guys in the league. Whether you're the the minors, so if 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 Rizzo was going to be like, all right, hometown deal, seven million. I'm already rich. I got everything I need. I got a wiener dog. I got my cornrows. I'm fine. I don't care. I'll, I'll you know, Andre Dawson blank check. That you know that can happen in the game. That sets a certain uh, you know benchmark for other players, and you want to make sure that you're doing right by your fellow players and not taking too little. Uh, if, I, if I went and applied at Jewel down the street and I'm like, oh, $15 uh, an hour? No, nah, I don't need that. You know, No, no worries. Uh, I'll, I'll do it for 10 I just kind of want to get out of the house, and I'm really into produce. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, then the, then the manager's going to say to this other guy who needs the 15 bucks an hour, hey, well, Danny's willing to do it for 10 bucks. Like, why won't you? And that lowers it for everybody else. So I, I think in many respects that even if some of these guys might take a hometown discount, then extension, whether it be any of these dudes, Javi, you know, what his he's not making that much either, relatively speaking. Right, right. I don't think he is motivated to do his value. Yeah, compared to his value, I don't think that uh, you know Rizzo really actually is motivated as much by money. I think a lot of these guys aren't motivated by money because they did it for f- almost free for a long time before they got paid. You know, they were riding buses for a long time. You know, maybe some of these guys got bonuses, but most of them didn't. And uh, like David Bodie, like he was like, "I'll take a million dollars." Like my family's starving. Yeah, You know, that you have guys on your team that are like that. So you don't want to – if you're a star of this game and you're and you're going to make a low floor because you don't really care about money that much, that screws other people over. That's all I'm bringing up. Right. But, uh, and, and there's – in all of this stuff, I mean, people, when people think that players are, you know, being greedy or whatever, it, you, you always have to stop and, and remind them the owner's – are being way more greedy than any player has ever been. Yeah. I didn't see that, but so here's the uh, uh, is... pause it real quick. This is about, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit about the uh, Mariners uh, president 
that came yeah. out and uh, with some awkward comments. Kind of ridiculous. I mean, you have – I know Darvish took a step last year and didn't need a translator here because he felt comfortable enough with you guys. So credit to you guys as the media. And he felt comfortable enough not to have a translator. But a lot of guys, when you put the, the mic and camera in front of their face that aren't used to talking a lot and, and not used to the English language – need that help and it's no knock on them they speak really good english a lot of guys speak really good english but if they need the help they need the help so not having a translator is just here and now is, that's just weird. there's a lot of guys who speak perfect english they can't talk in front of them <laughs> yeah, exactly so losing the weight and now kind of putting it on the right way and just adding muscle fat rizzo diet but definitely i mean i look back and i see how skinny i was i was a little little nervous sometimes but I'll never stop. I agree. Him, so. He was too skinny. But um, it's just this offseason was really good, putting a lot, just getting stronger and stronger. And uh, I don't know that he was too skinny, but he really should have not worn the same uniform right because the uniform was way too baggy. Um, it's just <laughs> progression of the whole year of losing the weight and then putting it back on the right way and, and working through the right way has been really nice. And the body's definitely paying off. Is that like how the Cardinals play baseball the right way? Yeah. I mean, just all those. <laughs> he, he eats Cardinals every day to put his weight back on the right way. A lot of players on this team. And Here's the, in August, I'll pause it real quick. Here's Rizzo talking about 2020. You're used to having 20 plus homers, right? You look up and you have four. That's just different. You look up and your average jumps so much in August. It still felt like August. You know, it still felt like September. Those, those, it didn't feel like it was May. It didn't feel like it was April or May. So, oh, it's just different, and we're such creatures of habit. So um, that was definitely a variable you, I personally take into making sure when I look at all the numbers, uh, the good ones and the bad ones, just making sure when you put it all together, uh, you know, it's not an excuse, but there's a reason why it happened, and you got to just make sure that you're getting ahead of that so you, you're not uh, falling behind. Hello, listener of the Sun Ranto Show. This is Danny Rocket, and uh, just a brief message to say that you're wasting your time listening to all these ads that I've been spewing at you this entire time from eBay and CBD oil and uh, Bet Online. They're all fine companies, and they deserve your business, but you don't need to hear about it. You can do what you want, and what you should do is pay me a dollar a month to never have to hear it again. $1 a month. That's all it takes. And you get your own RSS feed. Your own RSS feed. All for you. With no ads. You put that into a little podcatcher and you get the show without ads. It's the easiest thing you can do. And it's and it's it's fun too. There's uh, perks at every level at patreon.com slash sunranto. You get all the music at the $5 level. You get a calendar at the $10 level. And uh, we're trying to think of new perks all the time. So won't you please... Join the Patreon patrons a little bit later in this show. You're going to hear what our plan is. And that's, you can get all the Sunranto previews for the upcoming series that are detailed, lots of details about the matchups and the other teams. Uh, they're going to be available only exclusively to our Patreon patrons. So won't you please, this next month before the season starts, get in on the Patreon. Patreon.com. Slash Sunranto, you're not going to want to miss these shows. They are uh, absolutely the best way to keep up on what is going to come up 
for the Cubs in the following series. So uh, get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. It's for patrons only. It's a dollar a month. That is totally affordable. Okay? This is stimulus time. Give me a dollar of the 1400 That Well, 12 $12 of the $1,400 per year that you're going to get from the Feds. Okay? And you'll never even hear me begging you to do it. Because I don't do that on that show either. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Do it now. Well, Crawley, first of all, thanks for uh, cutting all that stuff up. Because uh, uh-huh. I, I know it's hours and hours of uh, of uh, mostly bullshit. <laughs> Crawley found a, a couple of the, the, the more uh, useful clips for our purposes as far as, like, conversation sparkers. And I, 2020, you know... I, I, we, I, I did see that uh, season at a distance uh, documentary, most of it that the marquee network put out and then put out right away on YouTube. And I was like, do you guys really want people to subscribe to your channel? <laughs> like, you just gave it. It's the, I mean, I, do you know where I watched it? Do you know where I watched 2020 season at, at a distance about the season on Bleacher Nation site? So Bleacher Nation. Is allowed to just you know post the HTML of the YouTube, but uh, you know Marky did not want to keep that as uh, exclusive content that they produced, and and it said it was ad supported. I didn't have a single ad the entire time. It was freaking awesome. I have no idea how I how I managed to do that, but um, yeah, twenty twenty season. I I agree with you, Crawley, of what you've been saying this whole off season. You throw out everybody's numbers. You throw out Javi's below 200. You throw out uh, Yelich. You throw out everybody. This is a whole new situation. Uh, I, they're going to be allowed to use the video again a little bit more. It's not as good as it was, but it they'll be using it, it again. So I really feel like that's going to be different. I think people. It's a 162 game season, and instead of a 60 game season, I think that provided a different kind of pressure. Uh, you know, it, it, Jake said he thought the pitchers were ahead of the hitters last year; that it was advantage pitchers uh, in some way. Well, especially since they couldn't watch replay mid game to what even get to an idea yeah. what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, and it's. It, and it's interesting to me to watch Anthony Rizzo turn from the goofy kid to a well, uh, somebody who is well spoken and uh, has his kind of thoughts in order. Because I don't think it, it, you know, you talk about that uh, that guy from the Mariners complaining about uh, paying a translator, and it's like, uh, what if I had to do this show in Spanish? I'm speaking. I'm up here. I'd be up here speaking like a five year old. You know what I mean? I cannot express myself clearly in that way. Anthony Rizzo couldn't express himself clearly five years ago. It took him a lot of practice to be able to even do that. Yeah. I mean, Michael, look at your first couple years on this show. Jesus. Oh, it's pure <laughs> gold right from the jump. <laughs> so uh, sh- shall we move on to roster moves? Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Sounds good. Um, uh, Jake Marisnik. Uh, who's the new Albert Almora? Um, I, I I don't understand this. I, I don't understand why we picked this guy up. I, it, it's a major league contract, and you know he's just as bad as Almora. He he's got a lifetime two eighty one OBP, so he can't hit. I know he it, and he's a more of a defensive guy as a center fielder, but so was Almora. Uh, 
had some success, obviously, with a, a Houston team. So they felt he was valuable enough to keep around. Uh, only one year with an OPS plus over 100, if I don't count last year, with the Mets, which I don't, uh, because he actually had a great year last year. Uh, well, only what, 16 games, though. Crawley, what's what's this move about? Why do you get Jake Marisnik instead? Yeah, 16 games. Yeah, what is that? 16 out of 60, though. That's like more than a fifth of the, se- or a, a fifth of the season. Why do you get Jake Marisnik instead of Almora, except for the fact that you hate Almora? Uh, I think it mainly comes down to is is that sometimes you guys are looking for a change of scenery. You know what I mean? Almora at this point really was given every opportunity. It didn't happen, so maybe it works for him somewhere else. Uh, the same move right here is that right now you have two guys in the outfield that are not really natural outfielders when you talk about Jock Peterson, who's not going to be like anything great defensively in left field, and you're talking about Ian Happ, who's not really a really great center fielder. So you need somebody that if you got a one nothing lead or a two one lead in the eighth inning, somebody that's not going, somebody that you can feel a little bit more comfortable with, where you can move half the left field and use him as a defensive replacement. But I mean, honestly, really, it's just the Elmora role is what it is. Yeah, and, and well, that's what what I wonder. It's like, it is it just a change for change sake, and is that good enough? What do you think, Michael? I I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I have, I mean, this is, it's just depth. As, yeah. as far as I can tell, it's just depth. You have to fill the team out somehow. We were talking about it, I think, either last week or the week before that we just didn't even know how they were going to fill out all the spots on the team. You a know, month ago, one, they had two outfielders. Like, compl- yeah. like, and because the other guy they went and got is Cameron Mabin, the veteran. Uh, I mean, he's been around since 2007. In the major leagues, he's been hanging around for 14 years, uh, and this is a minor league deal, I believe. Correct? Yeah. I don't. I don't think this is a major league deal. This guy's not really knocking the cover off the ball. Uh, he's got a little higher OBP. Maybe he can give you some pinch hit at bats that I don't think Marisnik can really give you. My question is, who's taking these pinch hit at bats? You got Austin Romine, your backup catcher. Uh, Bodie's kind of your utility bench guy, but is is May if Maben's taking these at bats and Marisnik, ah, and the pitchers are hitting, and you're about the fifth, sixth inning that you know that uh, spot's going to come around, and then you're looking at Jake Marisnik doing what? I don't know. Like you know, they've got nobody. I was watching a, a 2007 game the other night. It was on after uh, I was one of the marquee. Uh, replay games, Cliff Floyd, that team had. And if you remember him coming off the bench was kind of a wonder, you know, he had a great year coming off the bench that year. And uh, we don't have that guy who's going to be able to do that. You're Tommy LaStella. We don't have that guy. So, right. Uh, uh, Philip Irvin, DFA'd, kind of a shame. You kind of thought that he might have had a shot at like being one of those platoon second base guys. They tried to sneak him through waivers, I think is what it was, and it didn't work and uh, got picked up by Atlanta uh, instead. But we did get to keep Sergio Alcantara, who is also an infielder. Uh, but uh, he's once again, if he's a, bun- a bench spot, you got all this defense. He's apparently a defensive whiz, but he can't hit. He's a terrible hitter. And so what am I looking at here? He's younger than the rest of them. Um, and uh, this was kind of a surprise. Uh, 
Brennan Davis invited to spring training. He's a young guy. I think he's only, what, 20 years old or something like that. He's only had a couple years in. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, he's, he's an A 19. guy. Yeah, he's 20, 21 years old. He's only played in South Bend A, and they invited him to Major League Camp. And um, is is this – we all know – I think Juan Soto from uh, the Nationals. Oh, right. 18, yeah. 19 years old. I'm not saying Brendan Davis is that guy, but if you're talking about like Brendan Davis comes up, has an amazing spring, Marisnik doesn't. And you're like, eh, he's not that good anyway. Maven doesn't. He's and you're like, ah, eh, he's kind of old. He's not that good anyway. Do you think Brandon Davis has any chance of making this squad just because of the lack of outfielders that the team currently employs and and a bench bat, or do you think that they will by default absolutely put him back uh, and maybe maybe at the the AAA instead of Double A, which is where people were projecting him. Do you think he could pull a Juan Soto and play his way on the team? And please answer in the chat, too. I'm curious because this is kind of new information. And I'll put his stats back up again, yeah. too. Eight, I, home well, runs, eight home runs in 2019 in uh, 204 plate appearances. He had a 381 OBP and a 907 OPS. Yeah, no, I, I, I think they bring him in because they want more work with him. Uh, they want to see him, but I think he still goes to trip or uh, double A. Double A. What do yeah. you think, Carly? Same thing. I mean, the, like Michael said, you want him to work with the top coaches right now, and they want to get a general idea of what he is. There's no way he makes this team. Uh, yeah. They want him to have more minor league at bats, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I just kind of look and looking around the fringes of this baseball team, the bench and the outfield, and I'm frankly unimpressed. Uh. So, uh, and we lost Jeremy Jeffress, not that we were planning on signing him, but, you know, he had a good first half of the year. And I saw a little exchange with you, Crawley, and somebody else who was uh, lamenting the fact that Jeremy Jeffress went and signed that with the Nationals with John Lester and Schwarber, and the fish truck is gone. And you were like, fuck Jeremy Jeffress. We didn't need him anyway. We got lucky the first half of the year. And then his BABIP, and you talked about his BABIP and stuff on Twitter. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember that being a problem. Uh, do the Cubs have enough in the bullpen without a, a veteran arm like Jeffress? Uh, like I said, I know, I know a lot of people were disappointed. I'm just I – I don't – I wasn't upset as, as upset. I mean, if he would have come back for the right deal, I wouldn't have had a problem. But in general, if you look at the numbers, he's a guy that's primed to not do as good as he did last year. And that, again, that comes all down to the 60 game season is, is that like Javi Baez is not a 200 hitter. Jeremy Jeffers is nowhere near as good as his numbers looked last year. And over 162, that would have bore out. And it didn't. So, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not sitting here lamenting the loss of Jeremy Jeffers. You know, especially with the relievers, a lot of times you can find arms different places. It's not anything that huge. I, th- I think people, take a look at it. You know, uh, Nick G is asking if Pedro rebounds, you know, you, you don't know. No, probably not. There with, with bullpens, especially just roll the dice and hope it works out. Yeah. It, it, I think that's right. And, uh, it, in fact, on this show, I think a lot of times we figured out that if a guy had a great year last year, 
And uh, th- that's exactly who you don't want. It, it, you want it, it, it's like every other year with some of these dudes. Like a, a Brandon Kinsler was kind of shitty for a while, and then he was great. And then who was that lefty we got that told Rizzo to shut up? Justin, Justin Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I was excited about getting him, and then he was terrible. Like, no, you the, these guys come and go, and they've got they're real streaky. Um, the the last kind of roster thing, and I I think this is maybe telling. Uh, for what's the, the kind of the nuts and bolts of the business of baseball is the Ian Happ arbitration uh, situation. He won his deal, which uh, and I didn't know this, Crawley, until you brought it up. It was uh, that the Cubs had filed at three point two five. Ian Happ filed at four point one, which if you don't know out there, it, it's one or the other. It's not, they don't split the difference and arbitration says, they don't cut the baby and say, okay, we're going to say 3.62 or whatever it is. Um, but it's the only the third player to beat the Cubs in arbitration, Dunstan in 1990 and uh, uh, Bruce Souter in 1980, which was probably why they got rid of him and sent him over to the Cardinals where he had an awesome career and shut down a lot of games against the Cubs after yeah. that. Crawley, yeah, did you career with the Cubs too? Yeah, Crawley, did you look that up? The yeah. okay, how many players have gone to arbitration? I don't even know. I that I don't know how many players. I want to say like the last one was Justin Grimm and the Cubs won that one. Okay. I'm trying to think who else like but no, most of the time it's really, I mean, it's really hard for the players to win that. And so Ian Happ clearly had, you know, again, a weird year in 2020. What can you extrapolate from Ian Happ's numbers from 2020? Is he as good as he looked? Is he poised to have a bigger breakout season? Was that an eye injury or just a regression to the means as to why he started to struggle near the end of the season? We don't know. Yeah. I mean, and 4.1 million is what he'll make, which kind of feels in line with his performance. I mean, you, you also be talking about another number one pick, uh, you know, so the reason this becomes such an issue though, is because of how much now they have to pay him because you don't go down. You keep going up every year until you hit free agency. So it just kind of raises the bar for what you have to pay Ian Happ every year. Which is why Schwarber's gone too, because uh, it, and I I I feel like there the valuations really did get kind of askew based upon this last year, and the owners are absolutely trying to to use the pandemic, uh, the CBA coming up after the end of this year to their advantage, and uh, that's the business, and, it, and that's why I that's why I also don't see any of these extensions coming through because everybody's, you, you know, it's like before a battle, you know, it, pe- people are just trying to get in place, you know, like oh, I'm going to take this high hill and, uh, Oh, I got the little high ground over here and let's cut off the bridge at the river. And, you know, and everybody's just trying to position themselves to a point so that eventually when they do go to battle, that they're in a play in a, in a place of strength. And um, that's kind of what I see overall. Ian Happ is coming from a, a place of strength because hey, if the baseball does thing doesn't work out, he's got a, a winning podcast. So, uh, now have you guys been following this unconventional? Because I, I'll say, besides making hilarious, uh, you know, Clark videos like the one that tells uh, Michael Cotton to shut the fuck up, uh, <laughs> uh, 
so uh, I, I like I, I made this one with the filter. All right, mascot confession time, everybody. Cup fans, I admit it. I don't like wearing pants, and I'm an alcoholic. Okay. And I, and of course, I, I did make one for you too, Crawley. You fucking idiot, Crawley. <laughs> so I, I I got them all through, and, and there's like 40 more that I've used throughout the. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there. I did. I sat there with a bottle of tequila, and I and I drank, and I made uh, drunken Clark uh, uh, videos for a, about three hours. So um, it, the unconventional. This is all part of the unconventional that they, they had the the 2020 uh, season documentary, which I, I watched. I know you watch it too, Crawley. Michael, do you see it? No, Did you see I didn't. It? Well, it's I don't have, free. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I don't, I don't have like regular TV and I don't generally watch a lot of TV other than nine well, o'clock at night. I watch like 30 rock for well, a half hour. It's, it's for free. It's on YouTube. It's a great documentary. I know that's part of this whole thing. Uh, they, they had a, uh, a kid's press conference. They have, they've been having trivia. They had, uh, they, they kind of released Boog on the, uh, the Cub fans <laughs> of the world. Boog. Boog. <laughs> no, I wasn't booing. I was saying Boog. Um, what, what do you, what do you think? I mean, we, we had some friends in it. I, I love seeing Bleacher Jeff. He, he got in the 2020 uh, Ball Hawk Dave, he he actually got interviewed by it. They had a hilarious video in it of uh, saying goodbye to John Lester, <laughs> which they produced their own video because obviously John Lester had to uh, per- perform in his last ball game without fans wishing him off or you know thank you for changing uh, what it means to be a Cub fan, John. But he couldn't do that in front of the fans, so the players did a little something for him. Um, Carly, you got your name announced on the, uh, the, 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 uh, by Andrew Bellison at Wrigley field. Uh, what are you thinking? Are you, are you, you doing some of this stuff? Like, what are you thinking of this whole unconventional thing that the Cubs are doing with, have you been participating? I know Michael, you haven't, so I won't even ask you. So, right. No, I've been checking it out and seeing what they're doing. You know, I try to, you know, uh, as far as supporting Cubs, social media and stuff like that. So it's really, um, Kind of been a, it's weird because we talked about all the cuts made to social media departments throughout MLB, but this has really been kind of, um, using it to, uh, advertise marquee and the other social media networks to try to get other people on there. So there's been a lot of other stuff. Is, is it what I would, you know, is it what I would have done for a unconventional? Not really, but you know, I, I would have done things differently, but they, they're putting things out there. Some of it's fun. Uh, they did one with Michael Bowling today about choose your own adventure at Wrigley. Uh, the Andrew Bellison thing was really cool. Obviously, that went crazy, though. That blew up and uh, went viral. Um, but in general, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that kind of bothers me about it is, man, this would have been awesome in January. <laughs> like, when, right. you know, it's just like we're actually in the place now as Cub fans where we're talking about roster construction and and we're talking about who's going to be in the bullpen and, you know, extensions. We're talking about actual baseball things. And we're, and instead, I'm just like, oh, look, there's a new Clark filter where I can, you know, get get drunk and make stupid videos. Well, and it's only been 
what what has it been a month since the actual Cubs convention was supposed to be it's supposed to be yeah right you, so if they were able to put this all together in a month they could have done it for the actual weekend that should have been Cubs convention yeah my my thinking is is they probably wanted cuz i know they did something today with the players where they gave out awards but if that's what you were waiting for was the players, then there should have been more panels with players uh, than what you're seeing. So you could have, you know, you could in a social, let's be honest, these guys are with each other all the time, 24 seven. Like we see them wearing masks. Do the Cubs players, I, I, you know, I'm not one to bash mask usage, you know, I, for the most part all year, I've been really careful about this stuff, but you could be in a room with bias Bryant and Rizzo with a microphone and, space everybody six feet apart if you want to and have conversations and talk to fans and do those kind of things. So if that's what you wanted to do and use spring training as an opportunity, I know as a season ticket holder, I have an opportunity to go to a Q&A with uh, Jock Peterson, and that's going to be on Friday. So it's those type of things where you can do that, but they just, I just don't think they've done enough of having players interact with fans to make it worth waiting this extra month. Yeah. It's it, it 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 just feels like bad timing to me personally. Just it 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 now's the time to just get excited about the season. Like this should be hype. This is hype videos. This is like here's our new guys. That you know this is Hope Springs Eternal moment as opposed to hey let's sit back and tell old stories about 2016, which is what Cubs convention or Cubs convention usually is. You know, a lot of uh, you're just kind of reminiscing. You're right in the in, in the middle of it. Just seems kind of wrong, but you know, I, I wish them luck after stealing the name of uh, uh, our event. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so but th- there was a Cubs spelling bee, all this stuff. If you want to do it, like go check it out on uh, Instagram and and Facebook, and it's all you know, it's all on the Cubs socials. And again, remember that a lot of this is geared towards younger fans. So when yeah. you go to, when you go to a Cubs convention, you know you're not going to have an eight year old sit there and listen to Ryan Sandberg and Lee Smith. That's not really going to get an eight year old's attention. They have the bouncy house and the face painting and stuff, other things for kids. This here is more designed, I'd, I'd say, for the younger fans more than definitely more than guys our age. You know, even even for teens or twenty year olds, it's kind of like. Ee. But, well, uh, they they didn't realize that Danny was going to be sitting there with a, you know, a, a jug of tequila in this in that Clark app. Well, I, I knew that <laughs> after I sent it to you. I knew Danny was going to go. Crazy. Yeah, you should you should see the text thread between me and Crawley because Crawley sent me. Uh, Crawley, you uploaded a video. Of you doing something too as Clark? Did you? Did you have? Yeah, I, I think I deleted it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> well, no, you did uh, the voices. I didn't do the voices. I just did the. I was just. I just did the Clark thing where I was just kind of fucking with you guys when I was just sending you guys shit. Oh yeah, and, and uh, but I I didn't really know how to do a Snapchat filter. I don't know how to use Snapchat, but uh, I figured it out real quick because I saw Crawley. You sent us some stuff, and I was just like, oh my god, how'd you do that? And and then I disappeared for like. 20 minutes as I'm going on YouTube, like how to use Snapchat. (laughs) (laughs) I downloaded it, made an account. Um, So uh, no, it's, it it is fun. And it's good to have stuff like that, that engages with fans in a social media setting. But yeah, I'm, I I agree. It's you, you want to see the players interacting and laughing with each other and things like that. The human element. 
And the old timers, they could have gotten the old timers on Zoom. You got no Gary Matthews, you got no Steve Trouts, you got, you know, none none of the uh, the you know, the eighties Cubs and nineties Cubs. Dwight Smith isn't there. You know, you want to see some of that too. How the fun would it have been if uh, the players did the Clark Snapchat, and then we had to guess based on their voice alone who it was? Yeah, yeah. And the one thing I'm going to say, and this is something that. I am nervous about the future of CubsCon and what it's going to look like and if the Cubs decide. You know, people say it's oh, it's such a big moneymaker, but it, it really, truly isn't. It's a lot more of a pain in the ass for the Cubs than it is uh, a, a revenue generator. When you talk about all the players you have to pay because you're paying their flights and you're paying their hotels and you're giving them money for food and shit like that. It, it's more of a pain in the ass for them to do it. And, of course, there's the charitable aspect, but eh. I wonder what it's going to look like when we go post-pandemic. And then the other thing about what I've been noticing since the pandemic started is that, especially with season ticket holders, there's a season ticket holder Facebook group that's kind of private. Uh, there's there's other things. But a lot of this interaction has been submit a question to the Cubs that could be asked of the players. Yeah. So for those people that have known me from the convention for years, I'm not sitting there asking Anthony Rizzo who his favorite player was when he was seven. I don't give a shit. You know, if I'm going to ask a question, I'm going to go up there and really ask something that I feel, you know, is important. And, 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 you know, I think that the Ricketts not doing the um, owner's forum a couple of years ago was kind of the start of that. And, and the ability when you have Danny, you and I were talking about it the other day, when you have the ability to control what's happening, that's where the, convention was such a wild card is that somebody can go up there and ask whatever the hell they want. There was no filter. That's where you have anything from crazy hair, you know, crazy hat lady to me grilling Theo about uh, minor league pay. You have all sorts of, and everything in between. And so when you talk about what they're doing with this zoom stuff, it's an ability to kind of control what's being asked. And if there's something they don't want asked, it's not getting asked. Yeah, no. And, and, and that's what they want. And I think that's what we talked about. It was it last week or the week before about why they fired their social media team is because they don't want those individual personalities speaking for them. And they, they want to control that message and have it be as dry as possible. And I think that, that I think you're right to be nervous that that might be a thing of the past, but you got other people like the players for example, going the exact opposite direction, uh, which is uh, going the direction of Ian Happ, of I have a podcast and I will take fan questions and I will have the players on the show and I will, you know, bring on, uh, you know, Boog and uh, uh, Jeff Garland and whoever the hell I want to because I'm Ian Happ and I'm the center fielder and I can do what I want with my friends. So you have it going that way too. So it's, 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 as Lee Elia would say, a disheartening situation because, again, just from what I've experienced recently with the canceling of the owners forum and with Almora doing the big time stuff with as far as my autograph and other people's autographs, I and, and I heard from other people that kind of there's certain people that didn't want to say anything because they didn't want everyone, you know, it's easy to say like, oh, Crawley, it's you with your autograph about Almora, but it was really the principle of at a fan convention, just not signing something simple. I wasn't some guy who brought 20 bats and tried to have him sign 20 bats or game use merchandise, which is a completely different market. It was asking him to sign a photo and write World Series champs. It's not, 
out of the realm of what you could ask. And well, so if you, you have, you're going to catch that motherfucker at a bar stool and you'll be like, Hey bro, I'll give you 10 bucks. I'll, I'll buy you a beer. If you put world series champs on this Albora, he'll be out of money by then. He'll be bald. Right. Years. You'll get your autograph. What I'm seeing though, too, is that are all these players going to, you know, they have exclusive deals for signings and all that other stuff. We're just kind of there. So uh, the last thing I want to bring up is, uh, and Michael, I, kn- I know you want to move right to the announcements because you probably have to pee, and uh, you know, uh, you're, no, you're, I just get up and you, go when I have to pee. No, <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just looking at the time. We're two hours in, and we yeah. have quite the rundown still. And I was saying, you know, maybe we just jump to the announcements because all no. of our arguments are evergreen, and we can continue to have them anytime. Well, no, I, I just want to bring up one thing because I, it's and it's not really an argument because I totally agree with you and this is about one of the major league rules. I brought it up on Twitter. I brought it up on Facebook. I tagged you in it because I just like the controversy. So uh, runner on second rule, extra innings, okay? Um, I looked it up and I wanted to know if the home team, which you've been saying on this show, loses their advantage in extra innings and uh, because now that with the runner on second rule, and I looked it up, home teams in 2020 went 34 and 34. So that it's, it's a break even situation. Now let me give you a a, a, uh, a an amazing stat. And over the last 20 years, Major League Baseball overall is 1800 and 1800 in extra inning baseball games as the home team or away team. Well, it doesn't matter. Like there, It's a break-even situation. It is literally a coin flip whether uh, the home or away team uh, will win the game. Now, if you want to break it down a little bit, in 2019, uh, actually the away team won 10 more games, whereas in 2018, the home team won 18 more games. 10 more games for the home team in 2017. Seven more, or uh, one more game for the home team in 2016. 10 more games in 2015. So if you, if you go back a little bit further to make that 1800 and 1800, there's many years, another five years where the visiting team also, you know, well, they took, they took the, uh, the, the, the winning record for, for extra inning games. So what I'm wondering is this, and it's just, we don't have to talk about it, but and I get your point, Michael, and I, I'll I'll make it I think as succinctly as I can, if to make sure that you think that I understand you, <laughs> it, it, is that is that with the runner on second, you can play the game differently in such a way that you you uh well you're the home team, you're on the field. You don't necessarily have your defensive replacements in yet. Uh, you definitely need a strikeout pitcher on the mounds. Both teams need that. But if that run scores and you're ahead by one, maybe two, if you're ahead of the game, then the visiting team has the option then to have their defensive replacements in and, and, and whatnot to try to shut you down. Uh, they don't necessarily know if if they don't score that run, they don't necessarily bring in their closer. I don't know if that's true or not, but they maybe play the game a little bit differently. I know a lot of people uh, agree with you. Am I saying that? Like your personnel will sort be of. different. Your right. personnel will be different if you score that run 
which is likely to score, and then you're ahead, and you, then the home team has to play from behind, which is harder. Right. Yeah, and you know, and I I brought up this, uh, you know, this graph here, and this comes from a game. 2019 Cardinals Cubs and it was a nine inning game, but I needed to find a one run game where the visiting team scored, got went up by one run. And so I didn't have a ton of time to look, but in this game, Cubs were up by two. And uh, for the podcast, the line shows the Cubs chances of winning going up and up until uh, Martinez triple scores two. And then it comes back to the mean. But then a Paul Goldschmidt double adds one more run, and that you know win expectancy number jumped real hard towards the Cardinals when they were in you know the top of the, and that's what I'm saying. So when you get that one extra run in the top of the inning, it it affects the win expectancy and it pushes it towards that team, even though you're going to get. the runner on second later, you still have to score two runs to their one. Which is harder to do. Harder to do. Except for that you also get to start with a runner on second, and you know that. So your your win expectancy maybe changes based on the fact that you are also expected to score a run the next inning. Yeah, but but then you're just extending the game out, right? Then you just, you're continuing to extend the game out, and the visiting team, when they're pitching in that last at bat, that pitcher has one run to work with. You know, yeah. and the the home team really doesn't have that one run to work with because they're trying to get. Well, shut I don't. Down. I have it's, no idea if they're going to do this. Uh, this is a, apparently a COVID rule just to try to shorten games and and make things a little bit easier on everybody. It's the same reason why the Cubs are playing the Central uh, again this year of of the American League for interleague play. Uh, but it's it's interesting that throughout history, the last twenty years anyway, break even, home and away. And that's not factoring for anything else. Okay. No, that, and, and I think that is super interesting that it's, you know, 1800 and 1800. Uh, it's just I was, amazing. I was like, what? Yeah. It's <laughs> really? amazing how that, how those numbers can come up like that. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think it's just incredible. But at the same time, it, you know, I, I, I do think that there's this idea is like, if I were to flip a coin over and over and over again, every single time, I flipped that coin. There's a 50-50 chance of it being heads or tails. Okay. But if I were to, am I going to bet that it's going to come up heads 150 times in a row? Like probably not, but each time it is a 50-50 chance. So if you look at it in just that sliver of time of one coin flip, then yeah, the probability is 50-50. If you zoom it out, you could still kind of make a case for that it being 50 50. 1800 and 1800. We'll see 34 and 34 last year. 1800 and 1800. I'm interested to see what happens this yeah. year with this and whether this uh, rule continues. But. No, and it, and it could definitely play out that way. It, it seems to me in my, you know, my, the logic of my brain, you're, you're pushing that advantage to the, uh, visiting team, or at least giving them 
you're giving them something that they really shouldn't have in the other team's park. And uh, John Pickens brings up a, a good point about this. Technically, shouldn't the win expectancy model be updated with this rule? Yeah, absolutely. Like, because you've got to expect that there's another run coming in the box. Well, and that's what I was trying to look for, but I just didn't because I saw this in the rundown late and I didn't have time to find like a win expectancy from an actual, uh, you know, extra inning game. That's what I wanted to find, but it was hard enough to find this one run game. Anyway, because so. Artie Boucher writes in, and if the visiting team doesn't score, the home team's win expectancy isn't increased. I I don't know. I I haven't looked at that yet. So no, if, the if home team's would, expectancy is increased if they don't because, score. Yeah, because they got a runner a second. Right, because yeah. they have a runner at, sec- at, at second. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. interest. I'm interested to see how it plays out. I hate it. I hate the rule. We all hate the rule. We agree on that. Right. I think. What, I think what we, uh, you know, maybe disagree about is like what it means, um, or are curious to find. I don't think we disagree at all. All right, announcements next week. Ryan Dempster. Who's basically my doppelganger? Let's face it, I look a lot like Ryan Dempster. I think <laughs> I think we should have like I I think I've got uh I won on Waddle and Sylvie a couple years ago when I did the uh the contest. I didn't win the contest, but I, they did give me a like a conjoined twin sweater, like a two headed guy sweater. Oh, remember I remember that. Yes, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, Christmas I, sweater. I still have it. I really think that Dempster and I could like go around like Wrigleyville. In that sweater, and probably convince people we we're actually could join twins. Especially, Sounds like a perfect Photoshop opportunity. You'll play the right hand of the guitar. I'll play the left hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll just go around and sing it songs. Um, I'll, I'm going to bring that up to him next week because he's coming on the Sunranta show, and I'm really excited. Uh, so tune in next week at uh, eight o'clock, and we'll have we'll have uh, Ryan Dempster on, uh, and, and and we've asked him to do nothing but Harry Carey the entire time, just completely in character. <laughs> I kid, I kid. We're not doing that. Um, The other thing I wanted to say is if you are interested, uh, I put a season schedule uh, for this coming season. I kind of looked at how it's going to work. We've been going live. Uh, We did post games last year. uh, And um, so I made a schedule based upon the Cubs schedule. Most of you guys voted that we would go at 8 o'clock after the last game of every single series. Uh, that's going to change, I think, from time to time based upon rainouts and, you know, probably when the, all the Cardinals get COVID again and, you know, all those games are banged and we have like 57 inning double headers with them. And, uh, but anyway, here's, I'm dropping a link in the comments of the calendar, which is a Google calendar. It'll, it can be updated. You can subscribe to it. And uh, then you could always be abreast at when we're going to do shows. And now this only the only thing I have in there right now is the live show. Here's another thing we're going to do. We're going to separate out the previews again because it's kind of dry material. It's a little stat heavy. And, uh, you know, but a lot of you guys missed us doing the old fashioned podcast previews because let's face it, face it. They were kind of informative. Like we learned about other teams and who was good on the team and who was bad on the team, who's having a good year. Who's, I mean, we learned about who was even on the team. We're like, oh, I thought that guy was on the Mariners and now he's on the Reds. Like we learned that in the pre- preview episodes. Those are from now on going to be Patreon only episodes released separately 
And uh, so I, I'm excited about that because I really did enjoy doing those podcast episodes. I think we're going to treat it more like a podcast. However, we will be allowing uh, it to be streamed to the the podcast recording. We will stream it live whenever we decide to do it. Those uh, will be more haphazardly performed and recorded. So uh, we'll look for that also in the schedule. Uh, we're, we'll be doing the and join Patreon because if you join Patreon, you can get all that stuff. We'll have the matchups. We'll have the you know how does this batter do against this pitcher and uh, the the PPPPP podcasts the pre the the what what was it the preview podcasts put pedantic uh, <laughs> p- pirate ship I I don't know there was all sorts of things. Uh, in the the peas, but that's but we used to do the previews, and now we're going to do them again. Uh, for those of you that have been listening a long time, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So uh, we'll talk more about that later because we are on the late uh, later end of this show. Michael Cotton, I'm going to drop another link. Sunranto's on Reddit. He made a Reddit sub thread. So uh, you, I don't know anything about how that works. So Reddit is it, it's just. You go out there and you create a page, basically, and it's a—it's just a place to chat. It's exactly like the Sunranto Ranchers on Facebook, but it's not on Facebook. It's—it's <laughs> it's in a completely different, uh, you know, zone. And there's you know a bunch of things, but you don't have to have—you don't have like a personal account really, but you can, you know, join groups like this and you can talk to each other and chat and do all those things. I just, Facebook drives me nuts. I really don't like being on it and I can never find anything. So I just, uh, yeah, John T garden, screw Facebook. I don't know how great Reddit is, but so far, uh, I've been able to find more stuff that I'm interested there than on Facebook. Cool. Now, now, can we can we try to sell our SPAC in there? That's the real question because uh, I've got big plans for our Sunranto SPAC. I'm pretty sure, and you know, and I got in it because I wanted to see what this Wall Street bets was all about. So we're also going to have Sunranto bets where we tell you all of our Wall Street uh, knowledge, so that you can <laughs> short. We, we are going to short a backstop. We're not yeah. sure which which team, but we're going to short the backstop of one of these. Uh, fields, and I think we'll make a million dollars that way. You know what we should short is Rickett Spec. <laughs> that would really piss him off if we Wall Street bets that shit. Oh, man. <laughs> then we would never see another good player on the north side again. It'd be over. Um, so, and uh, hey, big big news tonight. Uh, Cub Shredamus, it he uh, actually sent me a telegram recently. Uh which I was surprised again. I was like, it, it was like ding dong. And then it was like, ah, oh, Western Union. And I was like, what? Like, what is this, 1923? And, uh, well, apparently it, it's Cub Shredamus. He sent me this telegram. I don't have it on me right now, but it, he wrote me that he has long COVID, which I guess is what you can get. He hasn't been able to test negative. He says he's feeling fine, just it comes and goes. Uh, but, but he said the problem is he keeps catching COVID again because he can't develop antibodies as a deity. And uh, he also uh, can't wear a mask because his breath is so terrible. So like 
he, he just keeps passing out on the street and then his mask is off and then he gets COVID again. So, uh, so he did send in a video because, hey, next week we got Cubs games and Cubs Dramas is on it. Because uh, that's that's why he's in the employ of the Sun Ranto uh, of the Sun Ranto show. So he did send in a little preview. Uh, here's Cubs Shadamas with what's coming up next week. Cubs Shadamas here with a poem prediction. <laughs> the Cubbies are back in the saddle, beginning their 2021 season battle. First the Padres and Brown, then the Royals come round. Then on Wednesday, they're playing Seattle. <laughs> hey, do you guys think uh, you Darvish starts Monday? Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> He's freaking awesome. <laughs> if, if first, yeah. and it, what, what if it got – was it was it you Darvish that was on the mound against the White Sox when they, they held up his hands? He's like, I can't pitch anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a – they the, did a, t- a two-out inning or something like that. I believe that's true. Yeah, it was. Did uh, Cubs Radamus go to the Snapchat filter for the Pirates unconventional for that? Like, yeah, I don't know. He's got an eye patch. He's get wearing a, but he's wearing a fez though. I'm so I'm a little confused about the entire situation. So we have come to this to this time of the show, uh, which is called the end, the end of the show, uh, or known as TFCs. These flexing cubes where we amalgamate the worst that we could find on the internet of this week. And uh, what do you guys got? Um, I have one. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of snow in Chicago this week. So this guy says, uh, in honor of our pitching staff, my Cubs snowman is lacking quality arms. Yeah, and there's and a it snowman. Is a- yeah, yep. it's a picture of a, a snowman with a Cubs hat and a Cubs scarf and no arms. But he, that snowman also has no face, if you notice. He's got no face. And, uh, well, there's no face to this bullpen either. Yeah, no, we don't know who's either. They can't dance. Like, what, what am I looking at bullpen wise? Um, all right, I, I guess I'll go next. This is about the, the schedule I was just talking about because I did put out on Sun Ranto. Yeah, I said, right, what works best for you guys? Should we go straight after the games or should we, uh, uh, you know, wait till 8 o'clock later in the night when you're all home and resting? I said, what's the best schedule? And Jim Canavan writes in, when Crawley is sleeping. So I was just like, which is perfect. This is Jim's favorite part of the show because I can see Crawley over there. Crawley is half asleep right now. It's late. It's late for me, and I've I've recovered from the second COVID shot. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Congratulations. Sun Ranto is now one-third vaccinated. (laughs) One-third COVID free. Well, I don't know. He can still carry it around to people. So, um, speaking of which, that gets me to my vaccine, which kind of made me, made me <laughs> right here, where it said uh, Jeff at Jeff Israel twenty five said getting one dose of Pfizer and one dose of Moderna is called an Arnold Pharma. <laughs> That's good. Um, our good friend Randall Sanders, uh, he was out there on Twitter, and he said. He had a great joke the other morning. He said, breaking, Chris Bryant extended looks like this. Chris Bryant. 
Thanks. Happy Monday morning. But Rigo 3710 did not like that at all. He said, yeah, they got an extension for your ass. For all that nonsense bullshit you make it up can go deeper in your ass, dumb fuck. I was like, wow. Escalated real quick there for Randall. So, poor Randall. He does not deserve that kind of abuse. Um, And I also enjoyed this. This is a visual one for the podcast listeners. Somebody uh, photoshopped you, Darvish, into his his brown uniform, and they put UPS stickers all over it with the UPS truck in the background, which I enjoy because I know that there's a lot of Padre love going on, on out there in Cubs fandom world. I understand, like the White Sox, they're a young, exciting team. They got these little hot doggy players. They're having a fun time out there. Bat flipping and doing their thing. Boy, do I wish we were them. That is a great thing to watch. That's a lot of fun. But fuck the Padres and fuck <laughs> you, Darvish, That now that he's on the Padres. If he is the, a, a pitcher against the Cubs in a brown uniform, then I hope he gets shelled. I don't care if he's got 23 pitches that he made up like freaking Satchel Page. Yeah, we still I have PTSD. PTSD yeah. from 84, baby. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm telling you, I hated the, that team when I was a little kid. Well, and then we, we'll get into it next offseason. Then you got your, after the Padres win the World Series this year, uh, you, got your, <laughs> you got your Eric Shaws. You got your Tony Gwynn's. You got your Gary Templeton's. Like, you know. You're forgetting Steve Garvey. Oh, st- oh Steve sh- fucking Garvey. Oh. Sorry, I have a visceral reaction when I hear that word. Um, uh, anybody else have? Uh, do we have more TFCs out there? Let's take a look. I got one. This is from a fake MLB account that I saw on Facebook from Andrew Hill. The fake MLB account says, we look forward to having fans back in the stadium this year. And then in parentheses, please, for God's sake, nobody tells St. Louis fans. We know they can't read this. So maybe if nobody tells them, we can all enjoy a fun year without those jagoffs. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so good. And that's how you know that it was a Chicagoan that wrote it because they <laughs> they used the word jagoffs, which is right. pretty much uh, uh, how we say buddy here. <laughs> it's kind of how that works. Um, uh, I got one, and you know we were just talking about that uh, 2020 documentary, and um, I, I looked at some of the comments on on the Bleacher Nation site who had posted about it. And uh, Darth Hader wrote in, if only the Cubs could produce pitchers as well as they produce documentaries, uh, that would be great. Um, I, I think that might the be The documentaries it. are so good it makes the pitchers seem better. This one, uh, there's a lot of talk about the infield of the Padres we didn't get to tonight, but uh, – this was our friend Full Count Tommy who says, who says no? Rizzo for five years at $110 million, Javi for six years at $90 million, Bryant at five years for $130 million, And Brad Robinson answers one word. Who Rick says it. no? Ricketts. Ricketts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would be great. None of those guys will take that deal. I mean, Chris Bryant already turned down that money, according to Kaplan. Like he turned out two hundred million. He's not going to take a hundred. Yeah, no, Rizzo would. I think Rizzo takes that deal if they offer it a one ten for five. I think he takes it in a heartbeat. Yeah, because a lot of these guys want years at this point. You know, they want to make sure that they're a part of a team and not, uh, you, yeah. you know, that they still have a job. But it, I feel like Baez. Yeah, you're right. Baez and 
Bryant turn that. Do down. not take that deal. Um, I believe. Uh, no, that's not it. it no, I, I believe that's the last of my actual TFCs. You got more? One last one, TFC. Uh, it's John uh, John Greenberg from The Athletic. It says, Jake Arrieta has advice for the Cubs stars about to become free agents, which we heard earlier. And it's just that Billy Madison clip where he's basically pulling the fat kid's face and says, don't ever leave. that is the advice that jake has for the cubs looking at free agency yeah i mean you know i think the 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 days of a guy kind of sticking with a team his his whole life and uh i I think there's some guys that would love to do it and there's a lot of teams that are too cheap to do it it was interesting to see what happened with that tatis deal 14 years that's um, that's a long baseball career, uh, you know. It, Interesting it, thing about that Tatis deal: uh, last year that contract is twenty thirty four, right? Uh, Bobby Bonilla's last year is twenty thirty five. <laughs> 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 oh man! So if it, unless anybody else has anything to add to that, which I don't, um, I guess uh, we'll we'll let. Uh, both we'll we'll ha- we'll let uh, me as Clark have the the spugog. Spookog. Oh yeah. That- <laughs> well, he, he 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 was he was taking he was taking a a, a, a cue from Spookog or go Cubs backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Spookog. Spoo freaking cog. Spookog. Spooko, spooko. Wait, oh wait, what am I playing? I don't know. How about this? It's almost games. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There is no fighting in the bleachers. What did your mama teach you? There is no fighting in the bleachers. So take that shit outside. There is no fighting in the bleachers. What did your mama teach you? Teacher
Put your, put your phone away. My Ulysses is up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Walk away, guys. Guys, walk away. Right You're not your private property. You don't have permission to videotape anyone. No, put it away. No, you don't. You put it away right now. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers.